What if these things can read our minds? This is a safe sex zone. Simple, beautiful fish. Good night, campers. Turn on, tune in, talk movies. Welcome to the Video Cult. What comes out even, don't it? Yeah, that's right, brother. Three the hard way. Three cities and three of us. Speaking of old man things, so we were, I was ha- talking to a friend mm-hmm. that um, is, I, D knows from, from somewhere, but he's um, he's a barber. Mm-hmm. And he like at one of those like fancy places downtown, mm-hmm. right, where they'll charge you like a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he's like he's he's gotten into. I guess he he's he's always done like shaving and stuff. But we were talking to him, and he's just like, oh yeah. He's like, we 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 just started offering nostril waxing. Uh. And but the thing was, like, he was having this conversation, and like I'm I'm talking like we're you know he's just talking to both of us. So he's kind of looking at both of us, but he turns specifically to me. When he's like, yeah, we're offering uh, nostril waxing now. And I was like, what? In my brain, I was just like, oh, no. He looked straight into my nostrils while he said that. <laughs> and I, I'm so self-conscious about it. Mm. When we went on vacation uh, in the fall, we went for two weeks just around the valley. And we had to stop in at like a pharmacave in uh, Annapolis Royal because my nose hair got too long and I was noticing it every time I looked in the mirror. I was like, Oh no, no, no. It's like, it's like coming out from all. Everyone is going to see my nose hair. So we had to stop in and get like the little tiny scissors so I could trim them. But yeah, it was uh, getting old is fun. But yeah, I thought I'd share that. Welcome to the video cult, everybody. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. Oh no, we can't. Open with that. We can't open with that. I am recording, but oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I also have a nose hair trimmer. Uh, okay. I don't feel as self conscious about it because I feel that it's camouflaged by the rest of my beard when mm. it does decide to stick out. But I do shave them, but then I get ingrown hairs on the inside of my nose. Which oh, if no. you've ever had a pimple on the inside of your nose, it's that but worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, for one, don't have extremely long nose hairs. That's good. I don't recommend it. It's not great. No. I mean, give each other, like, I don't know, a couple more years. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing about it is the stealth aspect. Because it's not like you notice that Mm. the nose hairs are growing. You're just like, you're you're not looking in the mirror being like, oh, I should trim these soon, you know, kind of thing. It's you wake up one morning and it's like a full pricker bush just sticking out of your face and you're like how long has this been like this how long i need answers yeah mine are like it's like when a pig gets out into the wild and grows tusks because like, it becomes oh, a like feral bull so it's just like they're just like curling out here and uh, it's like Ugh, i'm going yeah. feral i'm going pig feral <laughs> oh no oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh uh welcome to the video cult uh i'm josh i'm nathan and i'm gabby uh, and this is a little peek behind the curtain, the first episode that we're recording in the new year. Uh-huh. I don't know when it's going to come out. Uh, <laughs> because no, not that long in the future. Yeah. We, we don't have the backlog we used to have. So no. That's true. We're slacking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> despite having less to do for some of us, <laughs> we're slacking real hard. But uh, for uh, this episode, we did three the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we're going to get into it, but what? Did you guys think of it? So I, I'm not 
familiar. I, I know of like the the black exploitation films and then the era and that kind of thing. But this was the first one that I had properly sat down and watched. And I was not disappointed. This movie is way too much fun. And it has this just gorgeous 70s style to it. I thought it was shot really, really well because I was expecting something fairly low budget and, you know, kind of a little bit, you know, grittier in terms of, of how it would have been filmed. But honestly, like the production values were pretty damn good with this. And I, I had a wild ride the whole way through. It's only an hour and a half. So it, it's, it really it's a crisp uh, hour and 29 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I basically when I watched this movie and I was like, if you if you've seen this movie, you've seen every single Quentin Tarantino flick. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> because like it's got point. karate. It's got like white people saying the N word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like that like funky fanfare, you know, you see him and it is like just after I think like Reservoir Dogs and getting to Kill Bill and all that stuff. You have like Death Proof and um, uh, yeah, me fake fan, um, Pulp Fiction and all that stuff. <laughs> so you, you do get like that. There's a, that big exploitation vibe. And I've said this before on the um, on the like on one of our cult meetings before, but um, Quentin Tarantino definitely does get a lot of his inspiration from like a lot of exploitation films because I've seen it with the movie Lady Snowblood, which is like a movie he basically forced every single person on break during the filming of Kill Bill one and two to watch. Because watching Lady Snowblood and watching Kill Bill and then watching Three the Hard Way, you're just like, yep, this is just like Quentin Tarantino just copy and pasted into like a lot of his movies. So. Yeah, let's drive around L.A., play some funk music. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and definitely, I've there's a scene that's going to come up, and it's definitely something that Quentin Tarantino saw. And just absolutely loved it and ran with it. And I can totally see the nod from Three the Hard Way in Kill Bill. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Well, I yeah, because I, I think I know what scene you're talking about. And I don't want to spoil it because, yes, we will get into yeah. it. We'll get to it when we get to it. But I'm pretty sure it was the scene that was playing when you texted me and Nathan, I love this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, ah, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, this, uh, yeah, I, I had a great time. I wasn't sure what kind of movie it was going to be. I figured it was going to be good. I'd seen the trailer before, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be kind of a, a fun bad or a, like a good bad mm. or just good in general. Like it's kind of, there's a sliding scale and I wasn't mm. sure where it was going to fall. And yeah, it really uh, surprised me and, and moved along at a good clip, especially being an hour and 29 minutes because it is the early 70s and sometimes movies were too fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a, there's a, a de- even though there are the times that show people arriving at an airport or <laughs> leaving an airport to, yeah. to establish things, they do kind of get rid of some of that and, and yeah. go quick. Uh, so it is cool that way. Um, but I had seen a couple black exploitation movies before. I saw Shaft. That might have been it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Shaft and Black Dynamite. So, <laughs> which uh, is a, a parody of, the, of such things. Which, after seeing Three of the Hard Way, it kind of makes me want to watch more black exploitation films. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because, <laughs> it's like there's a whole yeah, it's, thing up there. 
and definitely like three white people with a podcast we have we don't really have like a lot of <laughs> say when it comes to like race relations especially in like the 1970s how like, dare America. you sir <laughs> we, we are clearly yeah. experts we have microphones after we watching do. this movie it's clear that no one's had it harder than the white man <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah uh, but yeah you could definitely tell like um the people who like a lot of like black producers directors or like actors have definitely put like a lot of love and and a lot of like thought into portraying their like many social issues Mm. in like that they experience you know still not being so far off from like the um from segregation and like what is this 73 yeah yeah super close yeah so anyways let's get into the dick jokes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. yeah. <laughs> so welcome to Three the Hard Way. So we open on a uh, a dark kind of balcony hallway here. Uh, there is a, a we get a shot that is of a prison food cart and it's it's shot from kind of like a low angle so you can just see the feet, you can see the cart being pushed here. Um, and uh, there's there's a man in barefoot and uh, he's pushing uh he's pushing a cart behind him and this is this is a character one of the 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 neo-nazis who will appear several times in this movie and all i could think was how big his head was every time he was on screen because his head is massive but he's he's uh yeah he's dressed as kind of a prison guard he's got uh aviators on in the middle of the night uh which is a choice and he is uh, he's got a, a rifle. He's he's kind of pushing him forward. This guy's passing out food to these little like prison apartments uh, where uh, they've got you know people come to the door, take their food, and, and and go back in type of thing. Now, with a nice like ding sound yes. and yeah. a freeze effect, someone clearly got a new tuning fork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're very happy to use it for the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. So, I thought that my player was skipping uh-huh. with the free the little freezes because i was like what, what is going on but i was like wait the the, the music's not from yeah, like, it, am it, i am i was... jumping what's happening here yeah. so it i never really got used to that and it doesn't go through the movie very much like there's yeah. only a few freeze frames but this was an interesting uh a way to, to it made start me things think off. so at the beginning too because i'm using vlc and vlc sometimes mm-hmm. is notorious for <laughs> hanging on the on the on a frame but. yeah and uh what I was thinking here, though, was it was so beautiful to see a scene in one of our movies that was supposed to be dark, and it was dark. Oh, yeah. I yes, I immediately was like, yeah. it's not day for night. Yeah. It's not day for night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some day for night later. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They let us down a little bit later, but not only but once, only yeah. the one time. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's funny. I'm so trained now for day for night. I actually didn't notice it later on in the movie. I had to rack my brain there when you said that. I was like, oh, right. That whole yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, maybe it's dusk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, there's uh, as they're going through, um, he he meets a, a woman at the door and they kind of share like a little touch. Uh, yeah. But then the, the guy comes behind him with the rifle and kind of like chokes him back and, and they have to move along. Uh, the after the the last door the prison guard kind of just wanders off and turns around for a little bit i don't know if he was checking on something but he's just distracted momentarily and uh, our prisoner uh 
he takes this opportunity. He sees a, a little pry bar on a nearby work table, uh, and he he quickly steals that, stuffs it in his clothes. Um, and then he is taken back to his own kind of cell apartment here. And I say cell apartment because when you see it later on in the movie, it's almost set up like a motel-esque yeah. type of thing. So it's it's open to the air, but there's these rooms, but they're very clearly being... I, I'd wager it was a motel yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was under construction. <laughs> and that's why there's that shit that's there that he's able to get the... Yeah. yeah. Whenever he grab a screwdriver or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it was like a... It's, it's like a little, little pry bar. Crow. Like it's, it's yeah. like a miniature crowbar. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like a pry bar, yeah. Um, so he, once he gets back into his uh, little apartment there, he wastes no time once the guard goes of, of prying the, the door open and making his escape, uh, runs out past the other apartments and, uh, he ends up in a, uh, a big warehouse. Now this warehouse is full of bodies of, of black people. Uh, and just like immediately, like they're just kind of placed in places like they're, they're they've been experimented on is what we're kind of led to believe a little later on and they're just yeah just like splayed out and shit and Mm -hmm. eyes open because i think they focus on that one guy who's like hanging off the edge of the table and shit like just no care at all uh for where they put the bodies and it's not a refrigerated warehouse so it would be fucking nasty Mm -hmm. in there so it's pretty crazy opening scene yeah definitely very mangala-esque yes yeah yeah Yeah, well uh the, the the movie does not hide the uh the Nazi themes uh, yeah. very, very much. And, and by the end of it, it's it goes it goes full Nazi. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll see that. But uh, as he's going through, um, he he hears a noise and he, he hides under a tarp that's covering some bodies. So he kind of hides with the bodies. A soldier comes in and uh, is just kind of poking around like he's he's suspicious that something's there. Uh, he lifts back the uh, tarp where our uh our protagonist, our early protagonist here is hiding and uh, he uh, he attacks the uh, the the guy gets up, attacks him, Surprise! knows yeah. knows karate or some kind of martial art anyway, because he he uh, he takes him out real yeah. quick. And then he because he smacks him in the face and then like maybe because like he didn't want to hit him, like actually hit him in the face. He's like keeps hitting him in the chest mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and I think he hits him with the pry bar a little bit too, because yeah. I think he still got that. But he um, he grabs the the soldier's rifle, and uh, he uh, heads outside. Now a couple of soldiers kind of come away or come out. He uh, shoots both of them mm-hmm. as they come out of their guard post. The stuntmen are doing the Lord's work in oh this my movie. God, yes. oh, like yeah. the way that everybody reacts to getting shot is wonderful like <laughs> there's no wasted uh, no. nothing's wasted they left no crumbs on that plate yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get into this more because it, it happens throughout the entire movie yeah death noises in this movie are unmatched by any <laughs> film i've ever seen because it's just all wilhelm-esque <laughs> just screams yeah. at the rah, rah. Yeah. like it's, like it's Rube, all that Rube Goldberg-esque things of yeah. like yeah. one person getting killed and holding down the machine gun and like killing three <laughs> killing of their yeah, friends yeah. and like everything oh, blowing so up good. yeah so the, he uh, yeah so he shoots those shoulders or soldiers but he gets shot in the gut mm-hmm. um, and uh, but he, he manages to flee and then there's this manhunt through the woods uh, outside of this compound and uh, his name's House we haven't learned it yet, but his name is House. He stumbles on 
uh, a young couple kind of just making out on the ground well, in the woods. They have like this whole like, um, you know, the, their quilt is over them and they're fully dressed. Yes. So I don't know what they were doing. Like, but I'm like, are they really trying to like, maybe they just came from like the Mormon college. I was going to say they're leaving room for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're, they're trying, they heard about soaking, but they had, they didn't realize that you need someone beneath you in the bunk bed to kick the top bunk. Have you not heard about soaking? I have not. I can, see, I can see it in his face. He's like, oh no, something has to be explained to me now. Do you want to do it or do you want I'll, me to I'll explain do it? it? I'll do it. So basically, um, it's a loophole, like, you know, like the Catholic loophole of like doing anal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for Mormons, um, specifically heterosexual Mormons, but they they have a thing called soaking. So basically, um, it involves three people, but the third person's not actually, well, anyways. So you have two people on top, okay, probably missionary, where the dude's like just inside the woman, and okay. they're not moving. So okay, they're not t- like actually having sex, but he's insider. So you have like the person below the bunk being the person to oh, really propelling the two of them the two of them so they'll be like uh, on the bottom bunk while they're on the top bunk and they're like kicking that's the most ridiculous shit i've ever heard i know just have sex yeah just- like do you think when you die and like you you pop up to heaven god's gonna be like oh you got me on that you got me i <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah, thinking you gotta, <laughs> sit, you gotta sit there and watch the whole tape with god yeah. in silence yeah <laughs> he's like yeah he's just he just kind of keeps keeps nudging you being like you, you, you think that's gonna you yeah. think that's gonna fly? You know what? <laughs> you don't get so you, you expected eight planets. You're only gonna get seven because of the soaking <laughs> bit. <laughs> I don't know how many planets they get. Okay, I, I'm not I'm not a Mormon. I forgot that Mormons get planets. They do. They get yeah, planets. I, I remember. Well, the men get planets. Like the women get to serve their husbands and plan on the planets. I At think. least everybody gets magic underwear that protects you from knives and guns. Yeah. Well, which I, think, I mean, that's the important part, really. Yeah, which I think these a lot of these um, Nazis should have warned. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, things things don't go well Can for you them. Can you be a Mormon and a Nazi? Pro- I think so. Probably. Can you be both? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Know. I haven't asked enough Nazis or Mormons, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So he stumbles upon this young couple um, doing Mormon stuff under a, a blanket and um, he he uh, comes across them. They of course uh, immediately think that like he's trying to rob them or, or something. But uh, he he he's got a rifle. He makes them drive him back to to civilization. And uh, then we get our uh, our credit roll. And this is uh, over some some lovely footage of uh, one of our protagonists, Jimmy, and his girlfriend Wendy, uh, driving around town in their. Uh, really sick looking white convertible um they're doing all the the kind of high living things that that people would have done in the 70s you know going out to eat going shopping um they they seem quite well off here they do lots of hand holding and smooching and it's over a song about wendy yeah and then i i I should have checked this but i don't know if this is just a song that like just happened to fit the bill or if this was something written specifically for the production. I didn't do too much of a deep dive. I just looked around mm. and I didn't find any just 
here's what happened on the production. There's probably some articles where people did yeah. more research than I did yeah. <laughs> that I could have found. Because, but yeah, I didn't find anything on it. Yeah. Like there is the soundtrack list. I was going to say, I don't yeah, know well, if they made it for the movie. We'll hear more later, but they they definitely did create a theme song for the movie. Yeah, there's a we'll hear couple a songs because yeah. it almost uses like funk music like a Greek chorus yeah. <laughs> for this yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why why dudes don't um, you know write songs for their girls with their names in them, and along with a like string orchestra. It's not done anymore. Please be here with me. No, no, I, I it's the death of chivalry. Exactly, honestly, in, in, and he, he is a day. music producer, so yes. it makes sense that yeah. this song is maybe even diegetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, yeah, we watch them frolic and 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 enjoy their lives for a little bit, and uh, kind of come back to the plot as they pull into a parking garage. What a shitty parking job! Oh yeah, <laughs> dude's driving a fucking Rolls Royce. Mm. Does has a reserved parking spot and still parks in it like an <laughs> asshole and takes yeah. up a bunch of the other spot. Yeah. Also, like he has like a personalized license plate that says late. Like is it his last name is late? Like uh, is this mm-hmm. late three? Which does he have a like? two other cars or am i, am I oh, that's gotta be it right? i would imagine yeah. he's a rich yeah. music producer yeah. or it's a, it's a call forward <laughs> to the the name of the the thing and the fact that there should uh, be three of those dudes and that would be my only other thought yeah, yeah that might be it but yeah they um jimmy uh, jimmy has uh absolutely has a lot of money here as, as yeah. we'll see uh so they get out of the car the girl from the woods stops them and leads them back to her car and house is in the back and uh, I love his his casual greeting for Jimmy. He's just there holding his, his guts in. He's just like, hey, Jimmy, how you doing, man? Yeah, <laughs> it was so cool. It's all really way yeah. too casual. It's like, way too casual. Doesn't open the car door. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing like. Also, why not just take him to the hospital? Beforehand? They d- well, I, think oh. he, I think he specifically wanted to, yeah. to go to Jimmy. Like he directed uh, them see. to, to, to take him there because he knew Jimmy was going to be there, I think. So. Yeah, he he's in the back. Uh, how, uh, yeah, he's looking really bad. Um, he's he's got things to tell Jimmy, but Jimmy's like, "You need to, you know, we need mm. to get you to the hospital," kind of thing. So they uh, they have a little hospital bed, heart to heart, in the next scene here, where House is trying to tell him about all of the evil experiments and and everything that's going on, but he is maybe partially sub- sedated, and also the fact that he has a gunshot wound, lost a lot of blood. He's not super coherent about it so jimmy can't really tell what he's he's trying to to get across and uh but he he does kind of get across that uh there's a group that's uh, abducting black people off the streets and they're experimenting to to try and find a way to eradicate just the black people in america um and then uh (laughs) carrie thought she was like wait are they trying to turn black people into white people? <laughs> and I was like, I hope not, because that, I think, is the plot to Undercover Brother, <laughs> a oh parody God. of this movie. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy, uh, it, it, House loses consciousness. Jimmy goes out to the hallway. Wendy's there on the phone, 
and she is uh, talking to, I think, his uh, assistant on the phone. And because Jimmy's supposed to be with this this group that's doing some recording today, but he doesn't want to leave house. Wendy does convince him, though. She's like, no, don't worry about it. I'll stay. You know, you go do that. I'll call you if anything changes or, you know, if he wakes up and stuff. I didn't notice his collar until this scene. For some reason, he had the same clothes on, but his collar, you could take flight with that collar. <laughs> it's, it's so monstrous. big. Like, yeah. it's yeah. huge. It's like a separated McDonald's arches, like, yeah. huge. Like, so, <laughs> it's crazy. Another, like, a big thing that I love about this movie is, like, the men's fashion. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, everything that they wear, like, they're just, like, um, they're, like, wearing, like, these, like, um, tailored suits, but they're high-waisted, and they have, like, all of their buttons are, like, basically unbuttoned to their waist, and they're showing, like, their chest hair and the gold chains, you know, like, that classic? Yeah, oh, all, yeah. all heeled boots all the time. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever uh, ran in high heels? Probably not, but... No, no, can't say that I have. Yeah, it's... It sounds awful. Yeah. Like, you're putting all of... I mean, maybe different, you know. But at times I had to run in high heels. It's like all of my weight is going on to, like, the ball... Like, the ball of my foot. Not the heel, but the foot. And just me, like, stomping. <laughs> but I'm not as graceful as these guys. Like, I'm just... I'm like a water buffalo... No, well, as we'll see, like they are the the peak of human yeah. uh, fitness in, in a in a little bit here, so don't feel too bad about that. <laughs> he, uh, we we check back in at the recording studio. There's kind of a quartet group that is is recording, and uh, Jimmy's in the control room listening, and uh, he seems quite unhappy with with what's going on. He he ends up actually like telling them to to cut the the song. Mm-hmm. And kind of choose them all out for, for looking bad and sounding bad, which I thought was really funny. You guys were out drinking last night, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want this fucking recording studio. Oh, oh my God. I was it about to say that. amazing. I'll never, it, it, I'll like, never leave. Different, like patchworks of yeah. like um, acoustic padding. Just, oh, like, God, yeah. It was, it was like if the guy from Most Dangerous Game had been hunting Muppets on that island. <laughs> like, that was his trophy wall. Yeah. <laughs> just different squares of colored fur. <laughs> But yeah, no, looked amazing. Like yeah. definitely uh, uh, better than the one in uh, Phantom of the the Paradise. Far, far better. Yeah, uh, which I was originally in love with. Uh, I like this one a lot better. The color and the olive mm-hmm. patchy stuff was great. Also, uh, this is like a the quartet is um, the Impressions. It's um, like a Motown funk group, um, and I think they performed this song just for the movie. Because I tried looking to see if it was, like, on any album. They just tried, like, maybe repurposed it or... But no, it looks like it was just created just for the movie. Oh. And is it... This song fucking slaps, though. It is really good. Yeah. And I think the guy who was sitting next to Jimmy, um, not his friend, 
but the guy he just calls him Mr. Engineer or whatever. Oh yeah, I yeah. think he's a real engineer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in like music documentaries and shit. He looked familiar, just really a lot younger. But he looks like a guy who worked on like some of Michael Jackson stuff. I, I didn't oh, cool. look it up, but he does look a lot like him. So it could be him that he just would have been around. <laughs> so, like you know, like I hey, do this real quick. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So uh, we get, uh, yeah, we we get his assistant Johnny. Uh, who is is sitting next to him? He tells him to chill out. He's just like you're, you know, you're you're being a little being a little harsh. And uh, Jimmy's like, oh yeah, I, I kind of am, and because he, you know, he's got a lot on his mind right now. He's got his friend in the hospital, so he gets him to start again. And and uh, then we we cut to the outside of the hospital, and this is where our our action's going to pick up a little bit again. And uh, uh, kind of a one of the like electric company cherry picker <laughs> trucks pulls up. And uh, it raises the crane to the outside of House's window, like his hospital win- room window. We uh, get a little short scene of Wendy on the phone, just telling Jimmy that everything's fine, everything's okay, he's still sleeping. And uh, we cut back to the uh, the truck. Two dudes uh, jump out of the basket and through the, the window. The window is open. I assume they opened it. I don't know if it was open before that point. I was just wondering because I feel because in the amount of times I've been in a hospital, like their windows don't open. Not generally. No. Like, even though it's like not that high up, like I would feel like they would have like at least like, you know, like those suicide windows where you can just open it up <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not yeah. no just suicide get... for you. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew what you were going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would feel it would be like that, but. It may be different because, like, maybe it's maybe it's a old hospital. Built, yeah, you know. Very well. And this scene is terrifying because he's not able to like call out for help no. or anything. Mm-hmm. And these guys j- that like you thought you got away, and then these guys fucking use a goddamn like power line working yeah. box to get your ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And this, let's be fair here. This this hospital doesn't doesn't reek of the highest level of security, no. right? Like. I feel like they could have just snuck in a back door and like like dressed like in <laughs> have white. Have you ever lab been coat? in any yeah. hospital that felt like it had a high level of security? Yeah, I mean more so now. Like my, my wife yeah. used to work at the IWK as a hospital in Halifax, and they at least have measures in place. Like there's there's you know the various check ins and stuff and 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 that kind of thing, and doors with like key cards and stuff. In the seventies, I'm betting there was even less. You yeah. know, it, to 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 stop would be assassins. It just seems like they went to a lot of trouble to get the crane and get up mm-hmm. in the window. And then, so I was just like, okay, they're going to assassinate him. They're going to smother him with a pillow, right? And then just be like, oh, died in hospital. No, I thought like an idiot. Because one of the dudes, and I think it's Mr. Bighead again. He's in a lot of these scenes. But there's there's like a trillion generic white guys that look the same playing the neo-Nazis. I think because a lot of them are the same yeah. guys. I think okay, there yeah. was like 15 or 20. And they just like, recycled them, right? Yeah. Or maybe a bit more than that because you yeah. do see like a huge crowd of them at the end. But I think that was every stunt guy and they just, yeah, reused them a Okay, lot. that yeah. makes so much more sense because there was times in the movie I was like, I know you. Yeah. I know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah. So th- that dude uh, takes out a, a, a silenced pistol and shoots him about four times, which is a little bit much when he's yeah. already in a hospital bed. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and uh, house just kind of dies splayed out on the bed uh, with a bunch of new bullet holes in him, um, which will not at all be suspicious. Yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, th- uh, now Jimmy uh, and, and Wendy are finishing up their conversation. Um, he he thanks Wendy for, you know, for, for looking after House and stuff. Wendy then goes to check on House, but the, uh, the guys haven't left the room. They were waiting. They were lying in wait. And uh, so they grab her as she comes through the door and they, they take her out, I believe, uh, through the window again, like through onto the cherry picker. And she is uh, she is taken. And now we, we kind of fast forward a little bit here. Jimmy uh, finishes hanging out with the group uh, and I think another producer. Maybe it might have been the same. It might have been Johnny and the other guy that was in the, uh, the first uh, scene there. And yeah, it looks like they've had some drinks and they were just just kind of chilling out. Uh, but they're all going home. And then we immediately cut to uh, police at the hospital there with Jimmy and a uh, police lieutenant who you think will be part of the plot and you will be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, so Jimmy's obviously got the news at this point that that Wendy is missing house is dead. And the nurse is explaining to uh, Lieutenant Dinesco that she only saw Wendy going into House's room. And then that the last time she saw Wendy is when she she last went into the room and then she's disappeared. Uh, obviously, there's a there's a dead body. The, the police is there. Jimmy is upset. Uh, he kind of takes it to the nurse a little bit. <laughs> well, I love that the, the cops are just sort of standing yeah, aside yeah. letting Jimmy, mu- famous music producer, grill the shit out of this <laughs> <Yeah>. nurse. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Jim Brown, uh, who plays Jimmy, is like definitely the best actor in the movie because mm-hmm. there's He's something about, especially when you watch exploitation movies, sometimes the way lines are delivered, there's mm. there's sort of like uh, there's bad acting and then there's like B movie level acting, uh, which is kind of like TV acting and, and people are usually like that. But he really the way he he's a really good actor. And so he's almost too good for like a movie that looks like this. But it's his movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just this was like one of the scenes I noticed that where I was like, wow, yeah, it's, it's, everything is delivery is really good on everything. Whereas yeah. other people like this copy talks to can be kind of like cheesy and wooden. Yeah, the the yeah. cop was very much the the stereotype, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which also, isn't bad for for this kind of movie and for yeah. like the seventies. I thought they they were just. I was just like, oh yeah, like I could see that dude like in the background of any Dirty Harry movie, right? Yeah. And like yeah. having a few lines. Also, like about like Jim Brown, he is like an ex football player too. Like, oh yeah, he is. He was something else. Yeah. Um, you know, he's ex football player. He's played in a couple black exploitation flicks but also like unfortunately he has like a bit of a track record like a lot of football players do of like um not being so nice to people like <laughs> you mean, like most football players yeah. like football yeah. players are in america are put up like on this pedestal as being these heroes but i think commit more crimes than like yeah. any other like professional sport professional athletes yeah. like they're all yeah. terrible yeah i mean because like i think there's also like that connection between like concussions and oh cte yeah yeah, and yeah. like domestic violence so absolutely that's definitely like an interesting like yeah there, especially in in modern times in in football there's been a mm-hmm. lot of of experiences where people can point to a particular hit and they're like he was never the same after that hit yeah uh, Antonio Brown is probably the most famous yeah. one, and uh, he he got absolutely destroyed on a play, and has been progressively just on a downhill spiral. Like got himself kicked out of the league. Yeah, uh, and 
got back in, quit on his team mid-game by, like, taking off most of his clothes and running off the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, All sorts of lawsuits, all sorts of trouble with the police. And you can watch interviews of him kind of before the hit and after the hit, and you're just like, oh, no. Like, it's it's sad. It's it's one of those things where people like to clown on him a lot uh, because the things he does are, are, are legitimately insane yeah but at the same time you're just like oh no like he had his life ruined um yeah and that kind of thing like the the head protection just didn't they didn't think about it in in that day if you go back and watch sometimes i like to watch highlights from like 80s and 90s nfl and that was the era of the huge armored shoulder pads Mm -hmm. and you you watch any like hits highlight video and you're just like all every single hit that they show is now illegal and would get you suspended. Yeah. Right. That's that's how much has has changed. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if if that was a factor. Yeah. So I don't know much about Jim Brown's uh, football career, but I do know a little bit about Lawrence Taylor. Y'all ever hear of Lawrence Taylor? Yes. This guy used to smoke a shitload of crack and then play football. <laughs> yeah. He is he won so many different trophies yeah. and shit just fueled by crack. <laughs> Showed up to the field one time in handcuffs because he was with a prostitute that had like handcuffed him, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I'm late for a game." Oh my god. <laughs> also, like. Um, Jim Brown's not the only football player. The actor who played Jagger was also... Fred Williamson. Yeah. yeah. was oh, also okay. a football player. I didn't know that. I don't think, like, on the NFL level, but in, like, a more... There was other leagues Maybe college. Yeah. college yeah. Or even just, yeah. Uh, just college, yeah. 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 But my whole thing is, who do you think is going to win maybe against, like, in a fight or <laughs> trying to save something? Who do you think will win? Jimmy Lay or Boomer? I mean, Boomer is such a doofus. Yeah. Like, he's got the arm, and, he, like, he kind of derps his way through that movie. Yeah. Whereas, like, like in this movie, Jimmy, Jag, and uh, Mr. Keys are just so damn good at everything they do. So yeah. if, we're, if we're basing it on movie powers... Uh, I, I I'd have to say Jimmy for sure. If Jimmy tackled Boomer, it, you would immediately hear snoring afterwards. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Walking> out. Yeah. <laughs> like Jimmy is all, or, or Boomer's already like shooting cortisol into himself just oh, to yeah. keep him running. <laughs> yeah, like that train is like not gonna be on time. So <laughs> I'm I'm so glad you brought this up though because all throughout this movie, especially any scene with cars, because most of the cars in this movie explode yeah. violently. I was just like, oh my god, oh my. God god we're back we're back yeah. where is my boy where is where is my sweet boy calvin where oh is boomer god. i just wanted to see them driving in the background of one of the <laughs> they're, shots. they're like they're like it's like that meme where um you have like in people see it it's um from the umbrella academy yeah they're like uh, one person's driving they're like looking at them the other person's driving like looking at them too like with this like weird like what the fuck are you doing like sort of deal like <laughs> so it's just like like uh. the three guys and then like boot like Boomer and Calvin, like, separate, like, explodable, like, white Roll- Rolls Royces. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the same car, they're just like, what? Oh, dear Lord. And Is it, it Taking the Beverly Hills a sort of sequel to... I think every movie we do is... Retroactively yeah. becoming part of the same universe, yeah. exactly. Because that California couple honestly was just waiting for fucking tar- Tarot and the and the boys oh, to roll yeah. by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Tarot and Adam. I and the see. fucking scientist used to work with Meyerling. 
Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> yes. We've done we it. Can, we can, I can connect all of this. I can I can find something that brings all the of video it back cult together. Cinematic universe. Yes. Oh my god. And then we're gonna tease, Lou Gossett like, Jr. was the was it was gonna be for the hard way, but Lou Gossett Jr. was busy setting up his fucking <laughs> his uh, his new new water like uh, aqua uh, blah. New what the park. fuck is it? Uh, oh, sea World. Yeah. Sea World. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, water park, aquarium. <laughs> that's, a, that's a callback to like half of our episodes. So if you haven't, uh, if yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, you've got yeah. some listening to do. Uh, all right. So, God, we've gone in directions here. Jimmy definitely knows Swan, another music producer. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. It just keeps going. <laughs> Oh um, God! The Nazi scientist uh, also helped develop uh, the robots from chopping wall. That that seems plausible. I think it'd be closer to believe that he's involved with those elf people. Yeah. Oh yes, I take yeah. that back. He's yeah. closer with the elf people, yeah. and um, I don't know. I mean, he he looks like he's genetically engineered up an elf in his day. Yeah, is all I'm saying. All right, let's maybe yeah, maybe that. had a uh, a baby with his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe like an extra cult meeting. We'll we'll have like a whole like corkboard and yes. like, red gonna, string. Yeah, we need a red string line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, there's a scene with uh, Lieutenant Donesco and and Jimmy and the the nurse. So Jimmy Jimmy is upset because obviously Wendy is missing and no one seems to know what's happened. Uh, Dinesco has has a brilliant like classic seventies action movie. This is more something that I've I've seen in a lot of like cop movies. But Dinesco telling him like, "Don't go it on your own," kind of thing. And I was just like, "Oh yes, thank you for that. That was just <laughs> that's bullshit, Jimmy." Yeah, that is bullshit. It was bullet wounds or what? Okay, fine. Who shot him? He didn't get around to telling me. Straight stuff. Hey, come on, Dinesco. You think I'm gonna jive you now? Got Wendy, man. Who, Jimmy? If I knew that, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you. Hey, I'm warning you, don't go this one alone. Uh, It just hit me right in the nostalgia. Uh, Jimmy, of course, is going to go it on his own, but not entirely on his own. So we uh, we catch up with him back at his office. Uh, Jimmy back at his office, he gets on the phone, uh, and he he talks to a, a friend of his, Bernie, on the phone about Wendy and basically just being like, you know, to, to check out some of the places where she might go just, just to be sure. Uh, he then uh, hangs up the phone, pulls a revolver from his desk. He heads down to the parking garage, almost gets into his car when he is attacked by a pair of matching two door white sedans. This was fucking kick ass. <laughs> this was yeah. good. This was yeah. so awesome. Those two stunt drivers did not have a single emotion left to give no. in their body. <laughs> they were <laughs> <No>. so straight faced. <laughs> they uh, they uh, chase him around the garage, so he he doesn't get a chance to get in his own car. So he's on foot here. Uh, he kind of opens fire on on one of the cars and and causes the one to kind of crash into the other. But they uh, they kind of recover from from that. And they crash into him too. They like they, they do kind of push, push him buddy yeah. up against the wall. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. He uh he gets free and flees uh up to to the roof of the the building, uh and they they follow. Oh, him. There was another good one where they they like come together and he jumps up and grabs oh, the yes. bike and like pulls himself up and then the cars like crash oh God, into I the wall like as he jumps out of the way. Yeah, yeah there's a few good scenes yeah. of him like deking them trying to mm-hmm. get up and like kind of be, being able to get through areas as a person and not a car. <laughs> yeah, I I won't be able to do the action 
scenes in this movie justice describing them. So oh, thank, my, you, thank you for my jumping tism, in. My action, but, I like, have actionism. So <laughs> okay. I've got so, it. He, uh, but honestly, and we always say this before uh, every, well, we don't say it before episode. You usually say it during the episode when we remember, but please do watch these <laughs> oh movies before yeah, you, you listen to these episodes. What are you fucking doing with your life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll get so much more out of these episodes. Uh, all of the movies that we watch are lots and lots of fun with one exception we won't get into it yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Wait, how are you gonna connect things to this <laughs> let's let's throw yeah. it to the cult meeting yeah <laughs> it's yeah. on the cult we're gonna do a cult meeting yeah. about this yeah. and and some other things things is the family member that we keep in the attic okay <laughs> and we, we just <laughs> don't talk things about some of them we feed fish heads yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, he, he gets up to the top rooftop. The uh, the cars follow him, and uh, he shoots uh, one of the drivers as he's kind of coming up the ramp to the roof, which causes the car to uh, kind of crash through the the wall uh, of of the, the the rooftop wall and burst into flames <laughs> midair. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that so much. And then explode violently when it hits the ground. Then both cars go. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't notice if they cr- kind of crashed into each other or what happened. But I, I was like, when the one car, when the, the other car started following it, I was like, wait, what wait, happened? I, <laughs> I, I it was like, not without my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go at the same time. Well, so much of this movie, especially like the the last 15, 20 minutes, is like the bad guys uh running single file into places <laughs> that I, I almost felt like it was it was almost kind of a lemmings thing by the end of the movie of them there's like oh no no they just look to the guy in front oh, yeah. of them to see what the, they're doing the amount of times that someone uh one of our heroes walks into a room uh not taking cover just holding down <laughs> the trigger on a machine gun and spraying it left to right and then 15 dudes like do pirouettes and crash their tables it's a lot <laughs> it is very high uh, so now, uh, yeah, so, so Jimmy, uh, Jimmy defeats the, the two sedans. Oh, the cars drop like fucking nine stories. Oh, it's, it's a very it's tall a parking garage mm-hmm. and yeah. that tall enough that it lands on the roof of another parking garage. Yeah. They both like just crash together down and explode some more. Yeah. yeah looks yeah. great. Great stunt. Yeah. For sure. A, a lot of this movie, like there's so many good stunts, like yeah. car stunts. Like there's a really great fire stunt at the end and it's. I was like, hmm, are they actually like throwing people off of ledges? <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. There's like, oh, there's a couple times you notice someone doing the crash pad jump where yeah. they do like the front flip and then like do a little T pose and they're like ready to land on their bottom. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a couple times I think it's a dummy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like throwing off a dam and yeah. shit. Yeah. They, they're actually throwing off the actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you signed up for. <laughs> you want to you want to get in the union? Do you want to get the fucking union? <laughs> jump off the fucking building. <laughs> So we uh, we cut to a uh, a classic wood paneled station wagon driving over a, a lovely small bridge s- somewhere you know out in, out in the countryside. But we keep the tense action music from the previous scene, so it kind of lets us know that this is still this is still evil that's happening here, and uh, it, it pulls out into the parking lot of kind of a compound that looked either like. A motel or a celebrity rehab center, and I couldn't quite place yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, like, definitely yeah. like a, a rural, like mm-hmm. old folks' home kind of that like thing vibe, going right? on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a 
like yeah. one level doctor's office looking place. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I love how they almost took out one of the stone pillars, dr- pulled it into this place, like didn't, didn't give it a wide berth. It was just like, no, nah, I'm going to cut this shit real, <laughs> real yeah. tight. So uh, Wendy is is taken out of the car alongside the the couple of dudes that uh, executed House, and she's brought inside to meet uh, the head honcho of our our bad guys for this movie. His name is Monroe Feather. Also, I love that "Who are you?" sort of line from Wendy. Yeah, just like straight off the bat. Yeah, Wendy's great in this scene because yeah. seeing her before where she's with Jimmy and everything's happy and great, yeah. like, and then seeing this where she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. What's, what's up? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, she, she really uh, sold it there being like angry and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Uh, but I also love the shot where uh, Feather's standing in front of the, the very Nazi-esque I was gonna say... and the wings. And I was like, oh, this guy's got the Reich stuff. Hey, I... <laughs> I wrote that down like three pages later and I was like, I'm going to fucking say that on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, I was going to say, like, uh, it looked a little like third Reichy, but I yeah. I like the, the Reich stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he uh, he's got that kind of condescending you know old man vibe to to wendy she's really not having a whole lot of it he makes a bad joke uh with it like in regards to his last name and he's like i know what you're thinking light as a feather kind of thing and she's just like what what like it's it just she's like no why am i why would i be thinking that yeah like fuck off why am i here and, I don't know uh, if that was a gay joke or not i don't i, I don't uh, know what he that has, joke was like so there is like some like you get a hint, right? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's I a think it's because he might be British. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely European. Yeah. Like, yeah. like some sort of American, but he can't really hide can't the quite, accent. Yeah. So it's always funny when he's just like this um, beautiful country. Like <laughs> just pumping up America. It yeah. sounds like he's from London. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wendy doesn't like the joke. Um, so the, the, the big headed guard from earlier, he's in there. He, uh, he, he slaps her and, um monroe's disappointed that they only brought wendy and uh big the the big head guy says that they're they're working on on capturing uh he has a a lovely slur for it but we'll just say jimmy Mm because i think that's who they're talking about yeah um wendy uh warns him that uh his trouble is only going to start when they catch up with jimmy and uh she is uh very prescient in this regard uh and then monroe just to to kind of in case we weren't getting the the subtle clues that, that this movie was dropping, goes on a, a a short, sweet little monologue here about racial cleansing, and uh, and then has to take a phone call and uh, says that they've they've traced uh, a missing mark to Chicago, and uh, thankfully we we cut straight to Chicago downtown Chicago. Where there's a, a, a man having a, a little smooch with a girl in, in the downtown before she, she gets in her car and drives off. Uh, the, the guy goes up to uh, his apartment and is uh, immediately jumped by Jimmy. <laughs> and the two uh, wrestle a little bit until uh, the man Jagger, who we'll learn his name in a second, he uh, pulls out a revolver. But Jimmy reveals himself. He sits down on his couch and he's just like, ah, it was all in good fun. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if he shot him <laughs> and then just the rest of the movie is him like covering it up? <laughs> like, <laughs> like nothing. It's like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's- God, God damn. <laughs> 
so it just reminded me of like the Pink Panther, you know, when Kato mm. just like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like attacking anytime. Start, yeah. Do you feel like that's like just their relationship? Like Jimmy comes home after a long day at the studio, and then you just have Jagger come down, like yeah, p- p- pulls a plastic bag over his head, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tighten like... up the string. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Jimmy. Fuck you. Jimmy. <laughs> Another time, um, Jimmy just shanks um, Jagger in the kidneys. Like, got you. <laughs> yeah, you got two. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Is ex- escalating layers of uh, of yeah. hyper hyper yeah. toxic masculinity. Hyper violent yeah. Ranks. yeah. So they uh, Jimmy basically says that you know he needs his help and and Jimmy's or Jagger's like yeah I knew you wouldn't be here unless you did kind of thing and they they take a little uh, walk around town. Oh, before they leave though, mm-hmm. he because he's holding the gun that he pulled oh, on God, Jimmy, yes. and he's like. Well, if we're gonna go, I need to go. I need to get something. Goes to the desk and just gets a slightly different handgun. Slightly different, larger gun. It's got a gun. cooler yeah. handle, yeah. ivory handle. They're both forty-four magnums. I think I looked I, it up. Yeah. They both have huge yeah. like guns. Yeah. But yeah, it was just funny that it like it didn't really feel like that different of a gun. So, so, sorry, this is my house gun. I need my. Gun yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Mister yeah. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you remembered that because that's a, it's a fantastic little little uh, bit that they do there. So Jimmy's telling Jag about House and, and Jag's thinking like, oh, he's, you know, he was incoherent, that kind of thing. And they arrive up at kind of a high line station, uh, train station. Also, the ADR, this is where ADR goes wrong yeah. through this whole yeah. scene. It's, they clearly did not uh, say the things that they're saying there because sometimes they're talking and mm. it's not matched up with their lips. Also, in the credits, there is impersonator for two of the characters. So that's oh, also not even okay. them. Oh, wow. Because so okay. uh, I was like, try- I was scratching my head, like, which one of them is supposed to be talking to this ADR because it, so- it sounded mm. off. But it's, yeah, it's two impersonators re recording lines because clearly it was Chicago, windy as fuck oh my god and they probably got no sound on the day outside (laughs) oh my god the uh the the first scene coming up with uh with keys the wind in this scene is hilarious (laughs) so yeah so they 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 arrive up at a a highline station and they're immediately jumped by uh, a couple of thugs uh of course working for for monroe uh the one very quickly gets thrown under an arriving train and uh, and Jag and Jimmy give chase to the other. So one thing you should know going into this movie, and, and if you haven't watched it and you've disregarded our, our warnings to this point, all of the protagonists are martial arts masters. It will never be explained except for Mr. Keys, who runs his own dojo. The other two, though, Which are I just as deadly. When we get to that. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> So they they uh, they immediately kind of dispatch the first guy. The second guy uh, runs, makes a run for it, uh, and they give chase. And then there's kind of a bit of a like a Scooby Doo run around town, causing near accidents and stuff. And you you kind of see them from afar, uh, giving chase. And well, run. I love when they first leave the train station because man, is it hard to look cool running downstairs? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like well, I don't know why they kept this in because they both look really dumb <laughs> trying to go quickly down the stairs yeah. and both like six four yeah <laughs> they uh they, they oh, there's were... a cool reflection shot in this chase yes uh, well, we'll, that i really like yeah we'll we'll um 
we'll get to yeah we'll get to that because they they run they chase the the thug into what appears to be kind of a back alley fairground like mm. they just round a corner in downtown chicago and they come across like this fairground kind of but it's all of the stalls and stuff are built into like like buildings like it's not just like a like a pop-up thing and all I could think of was this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I would yeah. love to ri- round like just a, a grimy city street and then there's like a fairground in an alley. I'm going to die there, but my God, I'm you're never going to get me out because that's so cool. Yeah. Like I, I just was, I, I loved it so much. Um, it's almost like a Tom Waits song, you know, like you're in the grimy city of Chicago and then you end up in like the f- yeah. grimy fairgrounds. You're just like, yeah, I feel like yeah. I should be wearing like a, a hat smoke just chain smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. and just crying about a prostitute that i met in um <laughs> des moines oh i thought you were gonna say in guilt <laughs> 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 yeah so they're uh they they go they they kind of lose him here temporarily and then they uh they stop by a shooting gallery to to catch their breath and i think this is the the reflection bit right yeah, yeah, I forgot that the chase continued on. I thought yeah. that, I thought it was like all just as w- one one thing, but yeah, there's they're shooting the reflection off of the building of them like coming up the street and like taking a corner, and mm. then they're able to pan oh, yeah. away from the building to them. So instead of just a basic shot of just following them, they kind of get this really interesting shot that still tracks them from the reflection to them, like kind of running away. So they're kind of running oh. towards and then running away. That's cool. I uh, actually I I missed that because the reflection I was thinking about was. Uh, Jimmy sees the thug's reflection in like a funhouse mirror that is beside the uh, oh, <laughs> the, the no, shooting gallery, no. and then he gets he he and Jag duck behind the shooting gallery because the guy comes back with like a shotgun. He's yeah. he's got. I uh, love the the bit of like him like shooting the targets, and you hear like mm-hmm. a ding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for hitting it. Yeah. So the they uh, uh, they he opens fire, uh, but they they of course jump behind and they're so they're they're safe. And he he flees. They give chase again, and now we go into kind of a an area that is uh, a bunch of arcade games, pinball, skee ball, those, those types of things. Well, they run down a, a super busy street first, oh, which yeah. is which was pretty fun. Just trying to pick out all the stores. There was like a Madame Tussauds, yeah, yeah. and a Ripley's, believe it or not, and uh, a fucking right next to a strip club, right <laughs> next to a uh, like day rate motel. <laughs> That's synergy. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, then they end up in this like sick old seventies arcade, which mm-hmm. was fun. I just wanted to look at all those games. I was oh yeah, say like they're, they're having like, a massive shootout, and Josh is there. Like just playing like um <laughs> yeah Godzilla. <laughs> it's like uh, the sh- the shootout in the arcade. So well before before the shootout in the arcade, uh the the thug goes and he actually hides in one of those uh, quick little photo booths and give you the like the four little printouts, and uh, so they pass him, and they're 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 kind of around some skee ball machines looking. Uh, Jag uh, turns around and he he notices he spots him. I think he probably spots his feet or something in there and uh, shoots him and he the thug falls out of the the booth. Then uh, evil bad guy reinforcements arrive. A shitload of guys, yes. a ton of guys, <laughs> uh, with like auto like automatic rifles, and uh, they have this this giant arcade shootout. And some of it, I was just like, "Oh man, like those games look so fun." <laughs> I, I was I was a little sad that that all these games were getting destroyed. Uh, but Jag and Jimmy, they they gun down a whole bunch of of 
generic dudes in khaki. This, for the first uh, two-thirds of the movie, if you see a dude in khaki, that is your your visual cue that this is one of the neo-Nazis. So anyone who shops at the Gap? Basically, yeah. Uh, because you will see them in like a full array too, not matching <laughs> the khaki. Pretty Nazi esque, yeah. It is. <laughs> As someone who has worked there for like five years. Oh, yeah. so you definitely so you dealt with the Nazis directly when they came in to it, buy stuff. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, you're buying out our whole like. The whole armband section. The gone. whole armband section <laughs> yeah. is gone. He tried to pay in some strange gold with some strange gold <laughs> coins. Yeah, they're like little gold bars that have yeah. like a little yeah. eagle on them, and yeah. um, I'm like, sir, I can only take cash or yeah. credit. A lot of old paintings that they just brought. Yeah. Just like, huh? Yeah. They kept asking me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What did they ask you, Gabby? What did, what did you do? Can't what, do it. What terrible joke did you just <laughs> have that you decided maybe I shouldn't say? They <laughs> 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 like kept asking me if my blonde hair was real. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> So we uh, we 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 leave the uh, we we leave the shootout there once once they've they've finished off all of uh, all of the neo Nazis. Yeah, Fred uh, Jagger has a good line here because mm-hmm. he was, uh, Jim Brown is like, "See, this is what I was trying to tell you." Now you're convinced. Shit, I wish you explained like that before, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah we... <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Uh, we we head back to uh, to Monroe and. Uh, we we meet his scientist here, his chief scientist, which you can tell by the lab coat, which is, I always always like for for these types of movies because it, it greasy middle part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, I keep making this joke, but a lot of these some of these actors who worked with the Nazis look like they should be on a sex offender list because you have <laughs> like the Nazi magician from Elves, mm. like the guy who had like the slicked back ponytail, and then oh, now yeah. you have this guy. And I'm just like. They're on a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the scientist's first line in this movie is just an emphatic genocide, <laughs> and uh, he he starts ex- like defining genocide, which I thought was interesting, just in case his neo-Nazi employer is somehow unfamiliar with the term or the idea, but he is in fact, and. Um, we get a little bit of exposition here that, yeah, that like our... he's gonna be surprised. Yeah. Oh, that's what we're doing! Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I feel bad no, now. Shut it down. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> he, the scientist explains that uh, he he's made a, a lethal poison that only kills black people, and he he kind of compares it to uh, sickle cell anemia, which is. Uh, kind of a, a certain disease that that only affects people with i think a certain amount of melanin right so it, it is something that disproportionately affects uh black people and so it we learn that this poison can be added to basically to water and that'll it'll kill within 72 hours it took god seven days to make the earth <laughs> But we will cleanse it in three. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. It was quite a line. Yeah. Yeah. So Monroe is very happy about this new development. Uh, we uh, we now go to a random city street where uh, four people file out of a car 
two in police uniform, two in plain clothes, uh, and one guy, one of one amongst them has a, a briefcase. They uh, open up another car door that they parked beside, and the guy with the briefcase. Uh, like opens the briefcase in the car, which reveals these little baggies of, of drugs looks like probably cocaine uh, that, and he starts just popping them under the seats of, of the second so car. The interior of this car is amazing. Oh like, yeah. Like, it was like all like a maroon velvet. Yeah. 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 So the, uh, the, the cops and uh, the briefcase guy, they kind of flee the scene. They just kind of go out and around the corner uh, and then the the last guy gets back into the original car and and, and drives off. Now we uh, will meet the third of our our three, which is Mr. Keys, and it's his car. And he comes out of a nearby apartment and goes to get in the car. Uh, and one of the cops that we we just saw help plant the evidence um, kind of runs back into the scene and stops him before he can get in the car. Asks him, you know, for his license. Starts kind of doing normal cop harassment stuff. Yeah. Uh, threatens him immediately with arrest if, if you know, if he doesn't show him his license. And this is the windiest scene in the movie. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Because you can see the, uh, the trees blowing in the background. And they're just whipping. The cop loses his hat. It just blows right off his head. And I love that they kept that in the film. Because he just kind of like... Looks looks backwards at it and just like they keep going with the yeah. with the thing. Also, a testament to Mr. Key's hair doesn't fucking move. It's just <laughs> like like it was made out of metal. Uh, yeah, and so Mr. Keys uh, was my favorite by far oh, in this movie. Yeah. He was so fucking cool, and he gets some incredible scenes and shots throughout the movie. He looks uh, and, and so cool. Never not in leather. Yes, full. Leather oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a very specific credit for the the the, the where the leather costumes oh, came nice. from. Yeah. Um, so he shows him his license. The cop's still not happy, so he asks for his registration next. And as soon as Keys opens the car to fish it out, the cop pulls a gun on him and says, "Oh, what's that under the or what's that down by the seat there?" Kind of thing. And uh, he's he's not about that. And he's like, oh, you're trying to set me up kind of thing. Like he, yeah. he, he gets he gets what's going on here. So he uh, he very calmly kind of steps away from the car, kicks the gun out of the cop's hands and then does this incredible little like three hit combo to finish him. It's like some yeah. like punches and some chops and stuff. Um, and then we uh, we go to slow mo. As the other kind of conspirators burst in on the scene and try and apprehend him. Uh, and Keys does this lovely little, like, he kind of, like, does this quick little run up to them and double kicks them both in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a co- another cop car comes kind of screaming up to the scene. Uh, two guys get out. Key dispatches both of them immediately, and then another two cops. Those who like kinda... spinning kicks yeah. and shit. Yeah. The the only thing the slow mo does not help in this scene is his kung fu noises, uh, because he's determined to not do the t- the typical ones you'd be used to. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, a lot of really deep uh, sounding guttural sounds. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of like slow motion caveman stuff going on. It's like, yeah, the, the big grunts. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, also, the the guys getting hit, like you said before, Josh. They they for everything it's worth, they they go all in on the the stunt acting here, uh, because these guys are flying backwards. Like yeah. the the sounds coming out of them are just yeah, uh, kind of like the true cry of despair from the princess bride. Um, so we get a uh, he he defeats them all in this incredible action scene. Then we get an inc- amazing uh, kind of close up of of Mr. Keys standing victorious with like one of the cop cars in the background and some bodies strewed <laughs> behind him. It was I thought it was the coolest scene in the movie there. Yeah. Um, well, and then after that, he destroys another guy with a high kick who just like happens to burst in on the scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we we hadn't seen quite enough violence just yet. Oh, right. It's my turn to attack him one at a time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I think finally a cop comes at him with a billy club, uh, which he, he dodges, of course, uh, hits the dude, flips him over, and then kind of like toys with him a little bit, uh, kind of rope-a-dopes him a little bit uh, before finishing him off with like another combo of hits. And then about three seconds later, Jimmy and Jag just happen to walk up on this situation and they treat it like they've seen him do this like a thousand times before. They're just like, hey, <laughs> just beating up. On yeah, people. just like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. Keys. What is, yeah. Well, I was looking at Jim Kelly, who plays Mr. Keys. Um, and he's done, he practices like various different kinds of like karate. Like he, he trained in Okinawan karate. He did show in short Please, please be patient when I try to say this <laughs> Japanese word. Shorinru karate. And it looks like he's done like just other mixed martial arts as well. That's I'm not seeing listed on his. Um... This makes a lot of sense because his action scenes tend to be, especially like the karate mm. scenes, the martial arts scenes are longer and more intricate Mm -hmm. than either of the other two. And that would explain it where it's just like, okay, he is very much coming by this naturally. Pretty sure he was in Enter the Dragon. He was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alongside Bruce Lee. Nice. Yeah. Also, um, just to add to all the confusion, he does some Kung Fu moves in this scene as well. He does a tiger (laughs) tail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see with his, like, his dojo, there's, like, it's definitely, like, a lot of karate, but you see, like, some taekwondo. Well, it's literally called Mr. Key's Taekwondo Karate School. Yeah, (laughs) I wrote that down, too, because I was like, well, which which is it? Um, (laughs) I don't think they're the same thing. I don't know for sure, but I really don't. Taekwondo's Korean. Okay. The the gym clearly is leaning towards Korean because there's a, we're jumping way ahead, but there's a, there's a. Um, a poster on the wall that's a, a bunch of, of it, translated Korean it stuff. looks because I used to I t- used to take Taekwondo when I was younger. Okay. And because um, I remember when I was taking Taekwondo, um, I got up to green belt, Ooh. almost blue belt, which is a little high, but like not your typical like black belt. Um, not me flexing, but <laughs> <laughs> not me flexing. I could kill both of you right now. It, no, but... this is. A de- like more than a decade ago, so I've definitely lost <laughs> all of my strength when it comes to and technique. But I can, I could, because taekwondo is mainly kicking. Okay, I can do, I can still do like a, like a round, like a roundhouse kick. And nice, like your classic like snap kick. Nice. But anyways, yeah, it's it's definitely like they took like a bunch 
of like East Asian martial arts and just clubbed it together, which I think a lot of these like movies do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's fine. Right. Like it's kind of rule of cool for, for this type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you'll have martial arts nerds that, that would be like, um, actually <laughs> to it, but yeah, really like, for for a layman like myself i was just like oh yeah he's doing that karate yeah <laughs> um so they they you know they're all happy to to get together again uh you know they they kind of want to reminisce about the old days but they figured they should do it somewhere not on top of a bunch of uh new, newly destroyed uh police officers i love that there's a bunch of kids just standing by yeah. watching they're clearly watching a movie being made but it's just the thought that yeah they just watched this guy beat the shit out of nine <laughs> cops yeah <laughs> The coolest so, guy in the block. Yeah, yeah, they they do they do see the uh, the the better part of of maybe moving their conversation. Uh, so they they decide to head elsewhere, and elsewhere is going to be a car wash. But before that, we are going to take a little break, and uh, when we come back, uh, there's going to be more khaki clansmen, and uh, they're going to get their asses kicked. So khaki clansmen, say that uh, five times fast. I don't khaki know. clansmen, khaki clansmen, khaki clansmen, khaki. No. And we're removed <laughs> from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like stabbing the stand with a hunting knife while side-eyeing the wife of your stocky? Do you like sabotaging water slides to avenge your son? Have you or any of your co-workers incited criminal arson upon your person? Are you torn between two worlds, e.g. the life of a lawyer and that of a lifeguard? Then we implore you to listen to these curated clips. Take her under your wing. Guide her. Show her the way. See, the great lady's always been my mistress. Trevor Cole, shark fighter and virgin converter. Hey, you'll pass up one victim for another one. Not in my water or anywhere. You got that? Craig, why are you doing this to me? Damn it, now stop it. The poem? Tell me the poem. Like what? Like a power ski, man. If any of this or that was appealing to you, then you might be Baywatched. Welcome back. I have to make a bit of correction. Okay. Yeah, uh, what I what I said about uh, Fred Williamson because we were talking about both him, him, and Jim Brown being football players, and I was like, I don't think Fred Williamson was in the NFL. He was in the NFL. He was uh, he was uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Oakland Raiders, and then the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so not only was he in the NFL, he played for three teams. He wow. did. Okay. Uh, yeah, his career, I think, spanned from, like, 1960 to 1967. Okay, so he was in the NFL for a good long time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. The um, lies never cease here exactly. on the video call. Um, but then again, you're Hate talking to, to me because I called um, the Rams the goats. Y you did. It was great. Yeah, the goats and, like, the Saints, the fleur de because I didn't know what they were called. <laughs> so I'm not exactly the 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 greatest source when it comes to all your football information. That's okay. We'll do a uh, a video cult special that'll just be me talking at you guys about football. Yeah, or it could hour. just be like Josh and I just like being like, "Hey, he throws the ball." Okay. Oh yes, you and Josh call a football game. That's it. Just That's that is it. We'll learn by doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. boy. So, yeah. I I'm sure uh, with the amount of football talk we got into a little bit on this one, but mm -hmm. far more on uh, the Taking of Beverly Hills. I'm sure there's a movie that relates to football in the way that Taking of Beverly Hills did that we could 
weasel our way into doing a, a larger football centric yeah. episode. Oh, be still my heart. That would be so much fun. <laughs> All right. Well, getting back to our, our current movie here, uh, our, our, our team, our three, the hard way is not how they're known, but it's, you know, it's the name of this movie. Uh, they are going to a car wash and now I'm not sure why they ended up at this specific car wash, but they're, they're walking through it. And this is one of those old timey ones where you would get out of your car and your car would be on this track and it would, it would go through the, the wash and they're kind of in the, the room behind the car wash so they can see it through, through the windows, like the car is going through They're They're in the employee area of it, I guess. And, uh, as they're they're walking down quite a narrow hallway, uh, one of the uh, one of the the paramilitary not neo Nazis uh, bursts through the door on the opposite end and uh, opens up on them with a with another uh, assault rifle, and uh, two of the gang dive out the windows into the car wash itself to to avoid it. Jimmy ducks behind a door, but uh, Jimmy is grazed uh, kind of in the midsection. Uh, Jag. Uh, he distracts and kills two more neo-Nazis that rounds like, the corner. Hey, I'm over here. Yeah. And then he ducks behind like a pipe or something. I think it was the yeah. funniest shit ever. Well, especially because like, he had a gun and he had a clear shot on them. He didn't need them to turn around. Yeah. Like they, they turn around to open up and he's like behind cover. But he then he to, pops out and shoots them. He needs he to look just them shot the, them, Jack. Yeah, he needs yeah. to look them in the eyes while he shoots yeah. them. He's, he wants them to know. He yeah. wants them to know it was him. Yeah. yeah. He, he also needs to see them die. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. Not as fucked up as some of the characters we're about to meet, though, in a minute or two. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, one, uh, so after Jag uh, uh, guns those guys down, one of the, the Nazis uh, tries to escape by, by climbing over a car that's going through the wash. Um, Jag goes back, helps Jimmy out of the hallway. Mr. Keys catches up and i call him mr key his first name is mr yeah we we had this bit at the we we kind of skipped this bit but the cop asked him like why is your first name mr and because his his mom wanted people to treat him with respect which is very nice mm-hmm. uh so mr keys catches up with a uh now very wet kind of khaki commando here mm-hmm. uh beats him beats him up but uh the others kind of as he's going to finish him tell him to to spare the man so that they can take him and get information from him no <laughs> <laughs> just when he said finish him i was like don't finish him off we need his cum <laughs> <laughs> immediately where my brain went <laughs> oh. uh... so now we get really a, a scene and a half here so this is the pedestrian walkway in the middle of the brooklyn bridge and I only know this because I've, I've taken that walkway before. And we do get a nice establishing shot in a little bit. But right now you just see like the walkway part of the bridge. Three motorcyclists ride over Which are it. men. Which are definitely, definitely men. Because yeah. yeah. I, I remember Not seeing the same people. Yeah, because yeah, I remember seeing the mustache on one of the guys behind yeah. the helmet. I didn't notice the mustache, but I was like, I did. They, yeah, because they, they get feminine real quick. But I was not distracted by the fact that there's a K on the front of each of their motorcycles. Oh. So it looks like, so it's red, white, and blue yeah. motorcycles. Yeah, they're Amer- all matching. So red, white, and yeah. blue, America. Yeah. yeah. KKK. 
bad guys. I thought these were like this elite team of super Super Nazis. Nazis. Yes. (laughs) That were coming for them in New York. Yeah. No. Not what we actually get. Not what we actually get. But this is great. This is the scene, I think, where I meshes like you guys yes, I, it must have been because <laughs> i was like this this scene is amazing you know they're they're like dry like they're, they're riding through like new yeah. york they're like in a v position it's so cool so badass and then i was like this is probably what because you have the scene in like kill bill volume one where she's you have beatrix kiddo like driving through the streets of japan and like a yellow sports bike mm. with um a whole matching yellow like the helmet Lee outfit yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, Kill Bill. That's like, that just made me like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Oh, see, I thought it was the next scene when they turned out to be the three like that was torture women great. was when you messaged was, us. Yeah. But that was also great too. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that stuck in my craw in this scene was just the fact that that span of the Brooklyn Bridge, that pedestrian span is always packed to the gills all day with people crossing. I was like, there is no way. There is no way you are getting across that with those three motorcycles. Um, But uh, shout out to my favorite bridge, the Manhattan Bridge, which is the bridge next to the Brooklyn Bridge, just up a little bit, and is never crowded and has a very nice pedestrian walkway. Also, we get some nice shots of the Twin Towers, which were pretty new at the time, I think. They were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nice nice of the kind of financial district, that Manhattan skyline there. Um, Yeah, that's not going to be around in 30 years. It's already dramatically different now. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Added a number of buildings to it. Yeah, I'm talking about the two towers. Well, oh, <laughs> I thought you meant thirty years from now, not thirty years from then. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna get us demonetized. That's okay, we were never gonna get monetized in the first place. Yep. Checkmate, YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need to use Patreon to try to right, give yeah, us yeah. money. We're not going to get that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Yeah, no that. one's ever going to ask us to do an ad read. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, just thinking, I'm just trying to think of us trying to segue like Nazis into uh, like an ad, like a sponsored ad read. Like, it's like speaking of incest, twenty three and me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what uh, can't be blown away. Um, the amazing deals with um, Chef's Box. <laughs> chef's Plate. Chef's yeah. Plate, whatever. All the food in this movie is disgusting. You know what maybe isn't? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cleansing, do you need to cleanse your neighborhood? Your downstairs neighborhood? <laughs> try <laughs> yeah, try get the lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The lawnmower 4.0. From, <laughs> fuck. Okay, well, yeah, we're taking right. all those companies off the list. Yep. All right. Uh manscaped that's what i was looking for yeah ethnic cleansing brought to you by manscaped all right um so yeah the the fantastic scene of of the yeah the red white and blue the motorcycles coming down here and uh mr keys and um Jagger. jagger they're in they're in somebody's place but this is in new york and none of them i think live in new york because uh, Keys is no, in Washington. Uh, oh, I thought where's Keys? Keys is, Keys is New York. Well, Keys is New York. Yeah, okay. because they when they come up on him beating up the cops, they're like, "That's the coolest guy in New York, or the baddest right, guy in New York." Right, right. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Okay, 
That's so it's yes, definitely okay. it's Keys's place. It is Keys's place. Okay, so they they're in Keys's place. Uh, Keys comes out from kind of there's he's got like an upstairs two story. Uh, comes comes down the stairs and uh, he hasn't been able to get any information out of the Nazi. Um, Jags gives him some shit for it, but then doesn't want to do it himself. He's just like, oh no, you know it's not my thing. Uh, you need a profession. You need professional for this kind of uh, kind of thing. And then the doorbell rings. And it is our three bikers. And at first I was like, oh, man, it's, it's kind of like like a wish version of Charlie's Angels. And I was like, no, that's too mean. Like all of these women are very attractive. Uh, but it was just so funny because when you see them here, you're just like, mm, that doesn't compute because they were a lot bigger and burlier on their bikes. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> so they are uh, these are our Jags friends. Uh, I don't know how much like air quotes to put on friends but the, the, he knows them in some way uh the countess the empress and the princess mm-hmm. and i'm not sure which one is which honestly i don't know if he gestures really but like i couldn't i couldn't make out which which one was which that's just their 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 names and um it, it seems like they're here to possibly torture this man to death <laughs> and it, it, like as they talk you're just like oh yeah that sure seems to be the idea yeah so they head upstairs uh, and they, they go into the room where the guy is, is, you know, tied up on the floor. Uh, they immediately get half naked. Mm-hmm. And they stay, like they keep their pants oh, yeah. on, and, but they have like their tits out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leather the rest pants. of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the time we see them, they will be tits out. Like they never yeah. put their shirts back on. Um, they, the great line, slave, are you prepared to suffer? And uh, the, the, I could look at you all day. Thank you. <laughs> and fucking knob. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be like biting down on my cyanide tooth at that point. Oh, yeah. like, it's not going anywhere good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And really, just as things are getting interesting upstairs here, we we cut to to well, Jimmy. Well, they like start to open a bag, oh, and yeah, we yeah. just the, get yeah. his reaction yeah. of the smile fade. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Well, okay, wh- okay. What do you think it's in the bag? Okay, so well, this is jumping ahead a little bit, like but the... we we do see we do see kind of the aftermath of their first session, right? Yeah. And like we go up there physically, there is no marks like on the mm. outside of his body. But he's wearing boxers. But he's wearing boxers. So it could be a speculum. I was just thinking, <laughs> did they do something internally to him? And that must be it, right? Because that and psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. But like how much I mean, now I I not versed in psychological torture, but like I just don't know how how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I think the writers didn't know what happened. Okay. And the yeah. fact that we're having this conversation is what they wanted. Because yeah. okay. we'll always either just never one, be able yeah. to think of it or yeah. think of something way Send worse. these women to, like, the Middle East for the CIA. Because they can get anything for the CIA for their psyops. Just like just the three of them working on a black site somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh. So, we yeah, we cut to Jimmy. Uh, he's getting patched up at, at a hospital. Uh, seems to know the the doctor. They have some banter. Doctor's like, oh, if I didn't know any better, I'd, I'd say you got shot. But then I'd have to report that. And Jimmy's like, oh, no, just a little accident kind of thing. And they kind of have the kind of nod agreement type of thing. Um, he uh, the doctor tells him to take it easy. And but like, obviously, we know Jimmy is not going to do that. The doctor knows Jimmy is not going to do that. So it's just kind of a, uh, a 
you know, throw, throws it out there. Uh, then we go back to Jagger and Keys playing chess uh, while the, the girls do their work upstairs. Keys wants to knew, know what they're doing and, and kind of starts to get up. And we get a, a perfectly cued man screaming sound <laughs> from upstairs, um, which is really funny because this also lends more... I guess questions almost in my mind of what exactly they're doing up there because you don't hear a sound before the scream, right? Like it's quiet. Like you think you might hear them yelling or you might hear like the sound of some kind of instrument of torture, but it's not, it's just very, very, very quiet. And then a blood curdling scream, which made it more intimidating in Mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe the room was like kind of soundproof and then like that Um... just like, Oh, that could be. He started screaming and he broke the sound barrier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Keys does want to go up and see what they're doing, but Jimmy's like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Like, you don't want to get involved. Uh, Or Jags warns him. Uh, Then the girls come out and they are all sweaty and still topless. Mm -hmm. They tell him he's all yours kind of thing. And so they were like, because he was like, okay, it's like we hate waiting. They wanted to kill this man. Oh yeah, like, yeah. They, they were... didn't want to get blue balled. No, no, it was very clearly like a sexual thing for them, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the man is uh, they they come into the room. The man is on a uh, fetal position on the floor. Uh, he is ready to talk, however, um, and he ends up with with a little bit of like Jags kind of throws him around and throws him onto a bed and stuff and he, he does kind of spill the beans on pretty much everything or as much information as he has it didn't feel like he said much more than the first guy did Not though really no, no. <laughs> like, they, they he did kind of corroborate I guess house's story mm-hmm. but he says yeah like they're they're gonna kill all of you being specifically black people uh they can it's it's test tube stuff. He's like, I've seen it. They can. It's test tube stuff, which I guess is his wor- his term for, you know, science. Um, but he does tell them kind of the, the, the overarching grand conspiracy, but not a lot of the details because he probably mm-hmm. is too low level to have any of those. But he does tell them that they plan to hit three cities first, uh, Detroit, Washington and L.A., uh, and then he goes through kind of this laugh screaming fit. The girls come back in at that point and he, he kind of freaks out. He jumps up. Jags kind of like they go to restrain him. Uh, but he seemingly dies of fright. Yeah, that's definitely what happens because they say that. Yeah. <laughs> or it's almost like um, it was I think like the ladies did the five point palm exploiting nutsack technique. Oh, no. And that's that he had taken five steps and yeah. it just... And it just, just exploded, and then he just died. Oh man! What that's it. All of his blood was down there anyway, so yeah. it, it rushed out <laughs> extra quick. Yeah, that's a Kill Bill throwback. The... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jags and Keys leave. The, the girls are quite disappointed, of course. They say they did get blue balled in the end. They did. Um, but then Jags and Keys leave. Unfortunately, we won't see the girls again after this point, but. Uh, they, they meet Jimmy at the hospital as he's getting ready to leave. He's getting his jacket on. Uh, he asks about Wendy, but they don't have any new info there. Um, they do have a couple of, of names, at least. This conversation does highlight how little more they know, (laughs) like, after torturing that guy. Because he's like, 
he kind of presents it like they have all this new information. And it's like, yes, you have three of some three cities, some of the biggest cities of the <laughs> yeah. world, and you have to just search all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get the name of the movie when they decide that they got to go to these these cities. They actually say three the hard way, three cities. Three of Us, which I like that they explained the name of the movie, and I love it when movies use the title in the movie. There's something that just kind of tickles me about that, so I'm always happy whenever I hear that. Um, Gonna take his face off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a movie we might end up doing at some oh my point. God, can we? I, I, I love think we Face should, Off so much. But I feel like it probably like should be a special like Nick Cage's birthday or something. Okay, like, I think we yeah. should squeeze it in. Don't have to use it as a regular episode. Yeah, it's, could it's even, probably a little we could bit even too do it as a, well known, That could be a right? Patreon so, episode. Mm, People yeah. really want to know our thoughts on the cinematic masterpiece <laughs> Face Off. God, Gotta I cop up $3 or something. <laughs> uh, all right, so we... Uh, we cut back to uh the the neo-nazi compound where wendy is yelling at monroe again he seems to kind of like that right like he's he's never really in a hurry to like shush her or anything like he's he seems to he does mention her spirit several times so i, I got this weird impression that he was kind of like into her but i don't know i don't, I don't know, know if it's it. that he's into her i think he's just a snake and is enjoying the torture that it's oh like, it could he's just so be that, overly yeah. confident mm, and he, and and that uh, like her anger is just hilarious yeah. to him i think his, it's that level of bad guy honestly his main character trait throughout most of this movie is hubris so i, I think you're probably <laughs> yeah. right there yeah <laughs> which i can't wait to talk about the real moment of hubris later <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so funny or maybe he's just really into women yelling at him could be i mean who isn't <laughs> <laughs> not me I, if you yell at me i will cry <laughs> oh no <laughs> gabby uh aforementioned little spoon <laughs> yeah uh so he does admit however that they are having trouble with with jimmy and co and then uh, a, a large-haired Nazi woman escorts Wendy back to her Nancy room. Reagan. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, she, she had the vibe. She, she had yeah. the demeanor of Nancy Reagan, but the hair of Barbara Bush. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's perfect. It was a little that's of both. perfect. And before yeah. both of them. <laughs> yeah. She was the prototype. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, she 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 diverged like an amoeba. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of clever ways to describe her hair. To the audience, but Barbara Bush yeah. just Nancy Reagan just Barbara nails Bush it. Yeah. Was Nancy Reagan the throat goat? Or yes, yes. the throat the the throatus floatus goatus? <laughs> Was that like Nick the Nixon's first lady, or is it Reagan? No, it's it was Reagan. Reagan. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. Nobody knows Nixon's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Nixon no. did too much dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, after that, after Wendy's escorted away, uh, Monroe and the doctor... Oh, before we get away from the yeah, bushes, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend, uh, who I've mentioned a few times on this mm -hmm. podcast, uh, well, I've mentioned several, so just, they're all one, basically one big person now, because I don't dif differentiate no, them, yeah. but my ex uh, had uh, cancer as a oh. kid, and had beat it. But during the time that she had cancer, her dad, anytime when he was flying places for work, if he saw anybody that he could get to write her, give them something, like an autograph or whatever, uh, it's like, oh, oh can you do like, an autograph or do whatever for my daughter who has cancer, he would get it for her. 
So <laughs> he saw Laura Bush, George Bush Jr.'s wife, who was first lady at the time, <laughs> on a plane and was like, my daughter has cancer. Could you send her something? So she got a letter from Laura Bush when she had cancer as like a 13-year-old <laughs> whatever. I don't, I don't know. Like, I can't remember how old she was at the time. That is incredible. Uh, Every 13-year-old girl's uh, greatest yeah, and dream. She was, and she hated George Bush. Of course, so yeah. she didn't open it for years. And and uh, or, or, or I think it wasn't that she didn't open it. Her dad opened it and framed it oh once they got it. And she didn't want to look at it. And they found I begged her and begged her to find it so I could read it. <laughs> I was like, please find this letter from Laura Bush that you have. I need to see it. <laughs> and she did find it. And it was just a nice, typical letter. But it was handwritten. So. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I thought I thought it would be like typed up. Like she, she just... <laughs> It's like some um, White House aide typed it up and then <laughs> yeah. she just signed it at the bottom. The, the weird character rehabilitation that has happened with with W in the last it's like ten, to ten years or it so, right? It goes is, from like war criminal to like, oh, he's just an old man. He's a sweet, like, sweet old man who he, yeah. and he gives. And now he it's gives, slowly creeping back yeah, to him being yeah, a you war know who criminal. else can paint like that? A child. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just remember the the, the big thing about like. He he carries around like he's got like little candies or something in his suit pocket and him like giving some to Michelle Obama because she's got a sweet tooth or something because they always have to sit next to each other at all the presidents, you know, mm. when they get together and and that kind of thing. And everyone or not everyone, but like a lot of people just being like, oh, like he's just a sweet old man now. And I was like, do we remember the wars? Yeah, <laughs> like the hundreds of thousands. Maybe yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's cool. Don't um, worry about it. Actually, there is a podcast that I kind of want to recommend called uh, Blowback. It's um, it's basically they go into the deep into the psyops of like um, the Afghan war. Oh yeah, and it's really interesting. And you, they go through like um, a lot of George Bush's reign and same thing as well. So it's just it's yeah. just funny listening to them go like uh, Connie. <laughs> I think I think George Bush's best life, honestly, would have him just being like a good old boy trust fund kid who just hung out like fished and did ranch stuff on his ranch. Because I think as like probably he as should like, never a quit dude, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. He should have just should've stayed just... at a public office and kept drinking. Because he, he, yeah. he probably would have ended up as just like, yeah, just like just a, a you know, a sweet old boy yeah. who's who's not particularly he bright. But just the, he could have taken the okay. Billy Carter route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But well, did you ever see the video of him at drunk at a wedding like before he's a politician? And they're like, oh, do you have no. anything that you want to say about uh uh, so the it's like the groom and he's like it's like yeah it's like really nice great athlete it's like is there anything you want to say about the bride it's like oh yeah yeah really nice great athlete <laughs> he says it for like a couple I think it's just them <laughs> like yeah. just oh says my they're God. great athlete it's, <laughs> it's it's really funny because like also like um like thinking of like of like. George Bush should, should have not been a politician, but also Dick Cheney should have just died after his first heart attack. Oh, yeah. oh it'd be a much different world. Yeah. 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 Or maybe, you know, just not be in office. <laughs> this has been politic talks on uh, national public radio. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to get into the whole like understanding of like the leading up to the Iraq and Afghanistan war. So it was a, a fantastic like era to study though. Yeah. Because it's, it's, have you seen um, Vice? 
Yes. The the movie. That movie hit me so hard because it was the first kind of like historical political movie that was made kind of in a time where I remember all of this stuff happening. Yeah. It was old enough to to kind of like get all of the things that were going on, but but seeing kind of like obviously it's dramatized, but a lot of like the behind the yeah. the, the scenes stuff and uh, yeah, if if you haven't watched that, and if you were you're of the, the the same kind of era, kind of growing up in that, it's it's a incredible movie to watch. Yeah, um, let's just say we were we were all fans of Green Day. <laughs> yes, definitely all fans of Green Day. <laughs> yeah, especially with the American Idiot era. Anyways, this has been um, one hundred two point five uh, political Green Day. Channel. <laughs> political Green. <laughs> So let's get back to that the movie. Bit, that bit went in every direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, so, oh boy, where were we here? Uh, so, oh, right. Uh, so Monroe and the doctor, after Wendy is escorted away, they go for kind of this little dock front stroll. So I guess at the back of the compound, there's this like lazy river type of thing going on. And there's, uh, they got some boats and there's, there's kind of a nice dock there. Yeah. It's a beautiful property mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, Nazi experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I found this, um, little, little side conversation, a little romantic. Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, there is something to the way they're talking to each other and yeah. just both trying to, like, over-compliment the other one and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, love on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love on the political spectrum. Because, <laughs> uh, like, didn't he goes, like, they were talking, like, yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. I can't remember how that conversation went, yeah. but so they're, they're they're talking about kind of their schedule for for doing this this kind of campaign of, yeah. of genocide and like poisoning the water supplies and stuff, and the I, the the doctor is pushing Monroe to kind of keep to the schedule like that they're going to do it in the next like couple days type of thing, and Monroe was a little bit concerned about the schedule, mm. and so. Yeah, I felt like the the doctor was kind of like pumping him up a little bit just because he wants him to be yeah. like he's like nothing can go wrong like you're you know you're so great like kind of thing and he and Monroe's like oh no you're so great kind of yeah. like they have that kind of back and forth but also there's like a say like yes yes I'll do it I'll do it like that sort oh, of like that yeah. thing of like he, the, it almost like that same expression you know when someone like kneels down with the ring <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, I do, except I will marry Because oh, Monroe throughout the movie is obsessed with his place in history. Because yeah. he mentions it on several occasions. And that's what the doctor calls to. He's just like, it's like you're going to, you know, the, the people will remember you forever type of thing. And um, I always I thought it was really funny, too, because Monroe throughout the movie, he talks about, like, how the historians will remember them. I was like, do you think they're going to be writing, like, good stuff? Like, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I guess but I guess he does, obviously. I mean, I guess it depends if it's, like you know a whole new world order like that does seem to be what they have planned yeah but i don't think i don't think they planned it that far outside of like their scheduled genocide no i think this is much like the underpants gnomes kind of thing where there's like the question mark question mark question mark profit yeah i think yeah i think it kind of ends that (laughs) way it's a little muddled on the way step one create poison step two kill every black person step three question mark there's really certain white people are going to be cool again by default yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. And man, like, if you watch this movie, all the three main characters are so fucking cool. And then everyone else, you're just like, oh, man, we're all like generic white dudes in khakis. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Uh, 
Um, so we, uh, yeah, we have that conversation. They do decide that the plan will go forward. Uh, and then we get a, a quick shot of the, the poison, which is this kind of red liquid in this kind of cool tubes, somewhat reminiscent of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze type of thing, but think red instead of green and like slightly smaller canisters. Uh, and they're being put in these metal briefcases. So they're being prepped, of course, for the, the flights to, to these cities. Uh, now we get a plane landing. Jimmy arrives with his production assistant, Johnny, uh, who apparently used his car to pick up chicks, which is pretty funny. You need a machine to get laid. You should probably hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny's just like, I need all the help I can get. And he's just like, he's, he's totally, he's totally unapologetic about it. I love that. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, we uh two more generic dudes in khaki coats go kind of watch them go and then they they go to to a payphone to phone hq to tell them that they've they've arrived um jimmy is back in his office and uh, uh another one of his assistants comes in to tell him that uh he got a call and that if he wants to see Wendy, he has to go to a specific street corner at 3.30 p.m. It's just like the, an intersection, basically. Uh, Jimmy doesn't even really wait for her to finish the, the sentence, but he, he kind of leaves immediately and drives off. And uh, he arrives there. It's just kind of like a, a nothing street. And there is a payphone on the other side, though. So he, he parks up and he gets out of his car and then a payphone rings. Uh, he, he goes, picks it up. Uh, it's Wendy on the other side for a second before the phone is ripped from her hands. And then we take a trip back in time to one of my favorite movies from this podcast, Trucks. Because isn't this just straight the death scene of Jack the Hippie from yes. <laughs> Trucks? Uh, if you haven't seen that one, uh, a large uh, dump truck drives through the payphone booth trying to squish Jimmy. And, uh, yeah, uh, luckily, though, uh, Jimmy is not an aging uh, hippie from California, so he is uh, able to, well, I guess he is in L.A., but he is able to dodge out of the way, and uh, he jumps on the back of the dump truck as it's it's driving off. The There's two kind of good old boys in, in the, the truck that think that they, they got him, but, of course, we, we know that they have not here. These two fucking dildos I know. decide to then like have to like talk each other through. They got to combine their level 40 IQ to get to 80 to talk each other through the fucking plan. Oh, it was and so spill good. all the beans. Yeah. I also love that Jimmy's able to hear anything from the back of the truck. <laughs> just right, like yeah. leaning over. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever wound down the window on the highway before. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, like it, it kind of sounds like their, their conversation is like someone's wearing a wire. Yeah, and they're trying to get the other guy to confess. Like, yeah, so this plan, right? Where we're we're going to L.A. and we're yeah. going to the waterworks, and yeah, if they were to define our plan yeah. in legal terms of a crime that you can commit and be charged for, yeah. what would you call it? Gen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded out. Genocide. Genocide. <laughs> yeah. The the doctor just pops up from the other window. Genocide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we're in. <laughs> yeah. We're never getting monetized. No, no, <laughs> not for this before. episode. No, it's not. Every single time. <laughs> it's not. We. Uh, we're gonna be put on a list somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. It's funny too. We're, we've we've done back to back episodes now that heavily feature Nazi yeah. plots. I should have figured there would be, but I didn't look up yeah. that there was. Look, so. sometimes you get surprise Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I was pretty surprised when Nazis showed up in our Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, me <So>. too. <laughs> Fair. But what do we? Did anybody write down what they say right before Jimmy fucking comes into the truck and opens the door? Because it was something funny. Where? Because I think they're making fun of the fact that they just ran him over. They did. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, we splattered him. Fuck him. We're never seeing him again. And then he fucking opens <laughs> yeah. the door, grabs the guy like fucking nightmare. <laughs> like oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't, but it is something very reminiscent of that. Uh, if we can find that clip, we might might have yeah, to put that in there. What you're worried about that mug really likes dark meat, <laughs> unless you got a black skeleton revving around your closet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, Jimmy Jimmy just just comes in, pulls the door open, and and pulls the passenger out, throws him out. The uh, the driver uh, takes out a revolver and takes a few shots, but uh, Jimmy is often very good at dodging bullets, and uh, so he uh, he Jimmy actually jumps off of the truck, and the distracted driver uh, doesn't realize that he has driven kind of into well, it's it's a billboard. It's one of the like a big billboard on the highway, but it's kind of ground level and there's some like junk kind of around it, like some old car parts and things. Um the truck and the billboard at the point of impact spontaneously combust and explode. Yeah. Which I love that <laughs> the I love the implication that this huge truck if it were to touch literally anything, because yes. it runs into a plywood billboard and bursts into a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not good American engineering. No. I, I feel like all these cars in all these movies, like going right back to our like everything is connected yeah. <laughs> sort of deal. Like I feel like all of these like cars, engines or all there's must be some part in all these cars that are like manufactured or are like the Samsung phone that just explodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah just don't drive any car produced in the u.s from like 1970 to 1995 and you're probably okay yeah yeah it's it's good all of the car scenes in this movie are an absolute gem they're they're all good they're all fun um and this this one is no exception uh so we 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 leave the uh the fiery wreckage there to see the underside of a plane landing. And uh, this is uh, Mr. Keys uh, arriving on his his own journey. And we get his silhouette walking through the airport in a very cool scene that is a little superfluous because it it is really just an establishing shot that he's arriving. But it's done in such a way that I was like, fuck, yeah, he's so cool. And he's just walking through an airport. yeah, well, he's got like the style. Like this, he does. He, he walks with like such confidence too. You're mm-hmm. just like you. All these guys just like exude confidence. Like you're just like they can do anything. Like Jimmy's a fucking record yeah. producer, and he's taking down Nazis. Like, yeah, it's yeah. nobody's business. These the the three of them, especially when they're together, there's a leg- le- level of casualness yeah. to their dialogue and to the way that they hold themselves. That you're even though the movie is about thwarting literal genocide Mm. it keeps the tone of the movie 
a little bit more fun and playful than yeah. it otherwise would be. Well, other than Jimmy getting shot, they're never really in any real danger. No, no. Like, and he never seemed to think that they're in danger. Yeah, they're either, consistently the outclassing the bad guys oh, yeah. at every yeah. turn. And I think that's part of it. It's mm-hmm. the, it, uh, black exploitation really was created for the power fantasy yeah. because they're mm-hmm. making the movies themselves about things they feel and, and, and are affected by, and they get to act in it the way they think they would actually yeah. act and stuff like that. So having the, cool. it be the power fantasy where, yeah, he beat up nine cops and yeah. didn't immediately go to prison and <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to flee the country, yeah. you know? And yeah. now they're it's just with ease kind of like, you know, taking down Nazis and, and saving people. So, but yeah, it is kind of, it is good that I think that it keeps that lighter energy because the opening scene's pretty heavy with all of the bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And to yeah. bring it back from that and be able to have fun with it and you're rooting for the Nazis to burst into flames yeah. is a, a good a, a feat in of it, itself. This is a story that you could tell in a much grimmer, grittier fashion if it was a movie that was made in like the aughts or something. Yeah. But because it's got that 70s style, it's got it's got those those just fun snazzy moments to it it's yeah <laughs> also it, it there's really like a, a gives it a song magic. called like three the hard way i think it was also another song made for this oh movie. it was definitely made so, for this, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what this is when it, it pops in for the first time and i, I wasn't expecting a, was like, a movie theme movie, song this far one, into the not movie two, but three three the hard way so it's it's great uh keys catches a cab and uh, so he's back in, in Washington here. Or I guess he's in Washington. I don't know why I said he's back in Washington. Well, this is where it gets confusing. Oh, no, because he's got a karate school here. He's got a karate school here. So it, he I so he must have a chain of karate schools. Or when they ran into him, he just happened to be in New York. Yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> I think maybe it's a chain of karate schools. Yeah, it could be. Because uh, the dude that he goes to meet at the karate school... That guy's not an actor. I believe that guy is the guy who owns that dojo that they're filming in. Yeah. I think he's like YK Kim from Miami Connection. He's just an actual Taekwondo teacher that they got to be in this movie because he could fight. Yeah, the... uh... The the dojo the dojo is fun. We did touch on it. The the karate taekwondo mm-hmm. dojo. Mr. Keys taekwondo yeah. karate school. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Keys comes in. Mr. Keys Casa. What is it? Mojo Dojo Casa. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone catch? Is he named the um, the instructor that's there? Yes. Uh, because I I, I don't know that Keys here. says his name, um, and I couldn't find an Link. obvious picture of him. Link. Okay. So yeah, he he asks Link uh, for help, and they basically go in the back room to to discuss, and uh, that's that's where we leave Keys for the time being. We get another shot of a plane landing. This is Jagger arriving in Detroit. Uh, he meets up with a woman who uh, seems to know that he's you know there on business, not for pleasure, mm-hmm. but she doesn't seem to mind too much here. Uh, because they immediately, like, we get the establishing shot of them, and then they're boning. Yeah. Um, because I, I love that he's just like, oh, you know, I, I do need to stop this genocide and do this investigation. But I probably got time. Yeah, I probably I got, got time. I got time to, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, Jimmy uh, calls him in, in kind of... Uh, uh, not the absolute midst of their, their lovemaking, but... Uh, there he uh talking to him and uh so then jag's gotta gotta go we get a scene with jimmy here talking to his assistant um and he's got 
he's brought Jimmy a gun um, that is this very cleverly hidden in his shirt. This is kind of there's it's a pool hall scene actually. He's he's got a he's got a gun and he's just like this isn't all fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked his assistant here, Johnny. Uh, he was a, he was a fun character, and um, so Jimmy and and Johnny leave the uh, the pool hall, um, and we get Lieutenant Dinesco again. And this, I, I literally wrote, I forgot about him entirely in my mm-hmm. notes because at this point in the movie, I was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this guy. Yeah. And I we do get... love that he shows up and he's just like, hey, I know you're fucking around doing vigilante <laughs> shit. What are you doing fucking around? And then they just are like, fuck off and get in the car and yeah. leave. <laughs> it, was, it was exactly the scene from, um, oh my God, Gabby, your movie. Uh, the the vampires. Oh oh my god, daughters, daughters, of, daughters of darkness. Of darkness. Jesus. When the countess, the the oh when he, he's, he's just come like, back, the the he... inspectors come back to like probably ask questions and you know like and and she he's like I've come back to talk to you and she's like I have no fucking time for you and like goes in her car and leaves. <laughs> yeah, you're just like oh okay, well I guess that's that. Yeah, so that is the the whole scene is is Dinesco kind of giving him shit and and Jimmy just leaving, <laughs> um and we'll never see Dinesco again. So, rip. Uh, <laughs> he's he's too busy like just chain smoking at his desk and having like a alcoholist like a, he's an alcoholic and yeah, his wife is leaving him and taking the kids and yeah. Well, that's that's just being a seventies cop. Like yeah. you can't you can't not do those things. It's part it comes with the job. Yeah, yeah. He, he has to be Irish American too. Oh yeah, yeah. You uh, think that guy's Irish American? He I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude looks like fish from Barty Miller. <laughs> no way. So yeah, uh, then we uh, we come to the Detroit Water Department. Uh, it's it's their kind of water treatment plant, and uh, we're we're back with uh, Jagger here in a his his car. He idles as three other cars come driving towards the uh, the treatment plant. This is our one unfortunate day for night, but yes. you can yeah. pretend it's dusk. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Dusky. Uh, so Jag uh, kind of pulls out when he sees them and floors it, and he actually slams into the kind of the backside of, of the lead car, which causes it to, to spin and, and do a flip or two. And uh, he gets out and retrieves the uh, the poison briefcase from from the car he hit. I don't know how he knew that it was going to be there, but he did, and he gets it immediately. Uh, but the the two trailing cars pull up, and the bad guys start opening fire on him from those those other cars. We get a bit of a shootout here, but then Jag hops in his car and flees, uh, and then we we get a little car chase uh, down the most deserted streets of Detroit, and. Uh, it's yeah, it's three dudes in a red car, kind of trying to keep pace with him and trying to shoot him. They've got a, a, an assault rifle in the back, and uh, at this point, uh, Jag pulls up to, and I, I honestly don't know what to call this. This is either a water reservoir, a dam, a bridge, a dock, or some combination of all three. It's a very cool sh- place for a scene in this kind of movie. But it, what it is basically is, um over a river there's kind of like this bridge but there's uh fencing all around and there's different walkways across it it's i don't know i i was struggling with this like what exactly this yeah some sort of industrial yeah industrial water something or other but it's got a lot of stairways a lot of walkways a great place for a shootout Mm -hmm. uh so they 
he's uh, ducking behind like kind of a concrete barrier. They're they're shooting at him. He uh, they they kind of play this kind of cat and mouse game through this. Um, now we get the uniform change here in the movie, the big uniform change here, because we've gone from the khaki commandos <laughs> that we saw throughout the rest of the movie into like full paramilitary garb yeah, here where they're very in camo. inconspicuous yeah. red berets. Yeah. <laughs> Bright red berets. Isn't yeah. it like a, just remind me of that um, neighborhood watch group called like the red angels or. Oh, guardian angels, guardian angels. Yeah. They, they would wear like the red berets to you know mm. signify that if you need help. Yeah. Look for They'll the... come in and do some Batman shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I remember that. I wonder what became of them. Um, stabbed. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> I don't know, like, it's... I think it's like a... I'm not going to go too deep in my thoughts of police reform, but... <laughs> You've said a cab on this show before, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah you, I don't think anyone's mistaking you for the Blue Lives Matter. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type yeah but no, you just... have a Canadian flag in your house with a blue maple leaf. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have like the Punisher, like yes, uh, with, symbol. The, with the, the stripes down with yeah. the one blue stripe. Oh, uh, I saw a truck the other day with that. Oh god, yeah. those are yeah. Anyways, it's. All, also, another good truck I saw out in Sackville when we were visiting for the holidays. Uh, it, it was a like back back window of the truck. Uh, it's Michael Myers' face, mm -hmm. and then beside it, it says "Dead pedophiles don't reoffend." And then it on the other side of that, it says "Protect our kids." So, so. I'm sure that guy has some healthy thoughts <laughs> about, yeah. About just about anything, probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good times. Good times in Sackville. Shout out to Sackville. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, so, la the land of used car dealerships and pizza places. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, uh, our, our, our hero trade shots with uh, the paramilitary kind of as, as they're all running around this uh this little uh, neat water feature. And he, uh, he uh, slides down kind of a, a ladder and, and, or, and kind of ducks around the, the backside there. So he's, he's on a lower section now. Um, and then the, uh, the paramilitaries are looking for him all, all on the upside there. And uh, he manages to dispatch all three of these guys because none of them can, like, look downwards. They're just fixed I got the stationary. low ground, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's where we leave him. And he, he uh, grabs the suitcase and walks away after dispatching them. Uh, then we, we follow uh, probably a dozen or so paramilitary guys popping out of cars in the night at the D.C. Water Department Treatment Center. And uh, they all line up against the wall for, like, tactical reasons, I guess. Or, like, recess is over. I'm not sure. But they're, they're all just lined up. There's no one at this water treatment facility. No one. No employees. No late-night security. Nothing. Uh, so they're just doing all of this for fun. But they, they kind of invade the building single file going up these stairs on the up, up, uh, outside of the building. And we get so many shots for the rest of the movie of dudes in paramilitary outfits single file running upstairs mm -hmm. it will happen about five or six more times um so my note my only notes here is that's great cardio 
Like they're doing themselves a favor with that. That's yeah. it's some of the best you'll find. And uh, yeah, I get my ass kicked on the stairmaster all the time. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good cardio. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so uh, they uh, they invade. They're they're in the the actual facility at this point, and uh, they pass the camera. And then from behind, we get two men rappelling down from the ceiling and it's keys and link and they're here to do some real like keys is martial rocking, arts shit he's rocking that leather pants oh yeah with like the black turtleneck mm-hmm. yeah. the tactical neck Ta- the yeah, that's right neck. um so yeah they're they're all inside now we do never see anyone who works at these facilities but i i assume maybe they're they're dispatched off camera uh however as the, the military guys are going through, they spot uh, Keys and Link kind of on a gantry um, farther down in, in a big uh, kind of open room. And they open a fire on them. Uh, Keys, he'll, he hops down and uh, he goes on top of one of like the large treatment tanks, waits for two bad guys to pass. Um, and he, he hops down and uh, and starts fighting them. And he causes one of the guys... To shoot a third guy coming around the corner yeah, with his own like, like, yeah, and... like this, yeah, takes him out. Uh, then takes out a fourth. He uh, he does some some real hardcore grunting in this scene as well. At least uh, it's not in slow motion. So it's it not in slow motion. The grunting yeah. doesn't sound as weird. Not slow mode. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then kind of rampages on a few more dudes, um, and finally comes across the bad guy with the briefcase, who's getting ready to kind of dump the poison into the water supply. And uh, he issues stealth altogether here and just, like, casually walks up to the dude, kicks the gun out of his hands. Uh, then the guy tries to fight him in kind of hand-to-hand, which goes about as well as you'd expect. They uh, have so many chances to pick those they, guns back so up again. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. well, I guess we yeah. got to fight like a man. Yeah. Because uh, four four paramilitary guys show up and, like, they have him dead to rights. They, they got him. They have their guns trained on him. Um, but they don't shoot him immediately, which is a, a terrible idea. Because he, yeah, disarms all of them and, and uh, with his karate skills, they, they all go down. Yeah, he doesn't um, need guns. His, his fists yeah. are the weapon. There was yeah. actually <laughs> yeah. just a little bit later in the movie where I, I asked the question, does Keys know how to use a gun? He does, and it will come up. But <laughs> several times, like, coming up, Jimmy's just like, take a gun, Keys. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lame. So it's like back to the the Halloween costume argument. You don't want to put the jacket over to you don't ruin <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, look so cool. Mom. Yeah. I wanna look cool in front of my friends. Yeah. Um we get uh, we get some scenes where where Link does some pretty pretty awesome moves of his own and takes out a bunch of guys as well. Um they defeat them with the power of friendship. They do. The power of friendship is so strong here, and uh, they uh, they leave with with the poison, having having done their hard part of of the three the hard way. And uh, finally, we get a group of uh, the paramilitaries riding a motorized kind of minecart esque. I believe thing. it's called a funicular. A funicular. Thank you. I was looking for a word for this, but I was never going to get to funicular. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. It's like a sideways mountain yeah. elevator. 
and a uh, lot of a lot of like journey like trekking up the mountain to get to a dam like i would feel that they would just have like a single road to get up it i don't know yeah i don't know i've never been around a dam yeah and this seems to be an under construction dam so who knows Maybe. yeah that might be it yeah so yeah they're they're going up this this mountainside um you see jimmy's car driving behind them he uh he pulls up just off kind of a, a road behind where they're they're going up and uh He's there with Johnny, tells Johnny to stay in the car. And Johnny, why didn't you listen? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the uh, the paramilitaries uh, get to the top where there's there's more of the guys waiting for them there. Um, we watch them do more uh, kind of stare running exercises here. Jimmy has to find another way, of course, because it's real he's... gravy seals level shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's God. Gravy seals. You guys ever heard that I've before? That's heard not that an term. original term. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's an internet classic right there for you. Could have taken credit for that. I'd never know. Yeah. <laughs> no, someone. That would be our first comment. Someone yeah. being like, he's not fucking original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, hey, least jo- funniest cast member. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit biter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jimmy has to find a different way up because they have taken the funicular. And... Uh, so there, there is kind of a pathway that, that goes up and there's there's uh, all sorts of stuff. So J- Jimmy goes that way. He, he has to kill a couple of the uh, the Nazis uh, that are kind of guarding that that way. Um, and uh, so he goes Johnny in the car just just couldn't couldn't do it. So he 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 decides to get out. He also sees one of, I think, the, the Nazis following Jimmy. So he wants to go up and, and help Jimmy. And uh, see, so he follows Upway and he actually uh, tackles the the Nazi from behind, kind of gets the jump on him. Um, now, I thought that Johnny had a gun, but in this movie, sometimes people just don't decide not to, to shoot people or just decide to take them down other ways. And, and mm-hmm. I guess he he had probably watched Jimmy one too many times. He's like, I can do that. Um, he cannot, unfortunately. Um, so Jimmy makes it to kind of his own funicular or way up. There's, there's some kind of thing he's riding. Yeah. Up. It's like a, it's just it's sort like of a like cable a, car, right? No, it's or? like a crane thing. That's just moving oh, stuff around okay. in that construction area and he's just taking or, that or up. like whatever. Yeah. So it would have been like something with like a bucket thing. They were constructing oh, as you're okay. stuff up with that was attached to a crane. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he's riding that up. And so he is, he's powerless to help as he sees, uh, Johnny and the Nazi wrestling and they're they're on the pathway but the pathway is on a cliff side and uh, we see them you know rolling around rolling around and they're they're right on the edge there and then finally both men yeah! fall to their deaths with yeah. a with beautiful <laughs> 80 yard yeah yeah it was it's really good the screams in this movie are something else <laughs> oh yeah and we uh, get another shot of the paramilitary running up yet more stairs, but they do finally come to their target, which is the the large dam. Uh, it seems to be under construction, so I'm not sure where like the water is flowing that they're gonna mm. put this into. But it's it's not gonna matter. Uh, Jimmy uh, he finally reaches the top. He starts blasting. He is just he has had enough of all of this, and uh, so he's running and gunning and dodging bullets and and shooting so many knots. I love how scared they are. They're like, oh fuck, one guy, <laughs> and they all start running away because he just never stops moving. No, he just sort of yeah. goes from point to point, co- yeah. a- a- continuously firing, and guys are fucking splattered all over the place. Yeah, 
and uh, so we we um, yeah we follow his his rampage across the top of the dam there, which which looks really cool. Um, shoots about ten dudes. He chases down the the briefcase carrier, shoots him, but but just kind of like in the gut, so he's he's not dead. Uh, and goes to interrogate him. He's basically, you've got answers. You know, I've got questions kind of thing. Then we uh, switch back to uh, neo-Nazi HQ. And uh, at this point, they've gone full armband. Yeah. Like, it's... And they got the little uh, SS lightning bolt branding going on there. I thought was a really interesting choice. I I think they made that decision, and I don't know if they did this to, to not have to to put a bunch of swastikas on everything but also the the ss was was the more diehard of of the nazi party so maybe they were making that connection like these guys are like the the true believers um because that's that's kind of what the 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 ss were um and they were they were kind of the most nazi of the nazis and I thought maybe that that was why they made that choice instead of just. I think it's kind it. of like first order to the empire. In yeah. Star Wars. And it could just like, be, yeah. We need a slightly different symbol. <laughs> this is yeah. this is their evolution of it, and it could be that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there. Uh, this is probably all of our stuntmen, uh, by yeah. the way, dressed yeah. up uh, for this scene. And this is what I meant by the height of feathers hubris. None of the teams have checked in. No. 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 <laughs> no teams have checked in on this grand plan. Uh, and he's just like, well, it worked. Yeah. They <laughs> How do you clearly, know? clearly it's gone off. The time that they were supposed to do it has passed. It's clearly happened. And he's doing a speech standing on the worst put together stage <laughs> I've ever seen. There's like nails sticking out of it. The wood's not all hammered together well. And the guy standing behind him has the dumbest look on his face. He looks like an extra in a Texas chainsaw or like Hills Have Eyes movie with his like mouth askew. He's just like, duh. Uh, it's just like, oh, yes, behold the master race. This fucking guy, and they can't build a stage. Yeah. <laughs> also, the most awkward, like, because there's, there's no, like, fanfare or anything. Like, there's no cheering or there's no, like, music mm. playing. And it's just, like, them, like, like putting up a flag. Yeah, in dead silence. Yeah. yeah. It was Carrie the... was, like, at the out of the room for a second and, like, was like, did something, did you pause it? <laughs> I was like, no. Nah. Because yeah, it, it is about three or four seconds of silence as we get this establishing shot of of all the nazis in the stage and monroe and stuff and you're just like why is it it's so quiet it's so quiet here but uh yeah he is like the height of hubris here uh no power on earth can stop us now he's he's got this real premature victory speech going and man like you you just think in the cell phone era he could have avoided a lot of embarrassment here hell this is the phone era it (laughs) sure is he could have been faxed something yeah (laughs) yeah you get the sense that like the doctor here the scientist is some kind of mad genius because he has invented this thing and and as far as we will ever know it works without a hitch right like it it does what's on the tin the rest of this neo-Nazi group is shockingly bad at just about <laughs> everything. Like they're, and and I I think maybe that's a that's a a, a specific choice that they made, or maybe it's just a you know a, a convenient plot thing. But like, man, maybe they do not come out looking like a competent organization. No, like maybe they had the funding, like maybe they had the money. Yeah, and but just not the yeah smarts. <laughs> 
Like maybe they like the scientists like yeah. oh, I really want to test something and like you yeah. have like feathers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just being like, yep, I got money and I wanted it and I want to genocide a mm-hmm. whole race. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, as as Josh uh, geniusly coined just then, the gravy seals, right? Like the paramilitary, <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're, they're they're not the the sharpest tools in the shed and uh yeah so we uh we we leave the the premature victory celebrations for uh jag and keys and they're waiting by a cargo plane which jimmy is arriving on as does a big blue van and uh so this thing is, is kind of being lowered down from the plane they have a quick little reunion and uh, there's a fantastic line here that I, I really want to work into into my own life, but I'm just not cool enough. Because uh, Jags, uh, he asks Jimmy why he looks so happy, because Jimmy's got a big grin on his face. And he says, you look like the cat that swallowed the bird. And I just love that as a saying. Um, yeah, the cat that ate the canary. That's a classic. Mm, yeah. Classic saying. And uh, so Jimmy, uh, to as an answer, Jimmy takes them around the back of the van uh, which opens to reveal uh, just racks and racks of guns and ammo and, and grenades and things. So he is he's prepared for you war. You gotta love America. Oh, yeah. And it also is a, such a funny action movie trope where it's like, all right, he, there's three of us and 97 guns on the wall. Let's each take yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> also, Keys, Jimmy has to fight Keys to get him to take a gun. And 99% of the time, he doesn't use it. So really, it's yeah. just Jags and Jimmy with 97 yeah. guns. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like um, Jimmy's like, come on, man, just just take a gun, dude. Yeah. Like, you can't, like... You can't not have a gun. Yeah. What if your hands get sore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if your feet get sore? <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, back to uh, to the land of, of hubris and Nazis here. We are at the HQ, and the victory party is in full swing. Oh, yeah. Looks like Ronald Reagan's birthday. In- <laughs> absolutely insane because even in this era you'd have think that they would have made plans to check in with these yeah. these these meal yeah. teams right because like it's they... nighttime now it's been hours, hours and hours, hours. since yeah. they were supposed to have like done their job like <laughs> yeah so but again like they're just like nope everything probably went fine um but yeah it's a big party is in full swing beers for everyone uh it's very thin looking beer very very, very yeah. watered oh. down looking beer yeah. and uh it, yeah it's i i my my first note was man this is a real sausage fest and we're, we're like where are my lady nazis at and then and then they did show a few and i was like oh okay never mind but yeah. like i don't know it's still you know i just <laughs> i like that that supposes there's a world where there would have been some nazis that you'd be like all right yeah i could i get it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but there is a little like Nazi Dalmatian. There is. Uh, there's, there's a good boy. There Probably is. not a Nazi. He's, no. you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. We'll give him a pass. Well, you don't know what's on his. How life. could I be a Nazi? My dog is black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say like, you don't know what's, um, plastered on the wall of his dog house. It's just like a picture of like dog Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> dog Hitler. Hitler's dog. Yeah. Hitler did have a dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, uh, 
just losing it thinking of this little like I don't know what breed the the dog would have been. I I probably not you a know, German I shepherd. It would not it be a, not German a German shepherd. shepherd. He, yeah, the, that dog would idolize German shepherds, saying <laughs> that they're the Aryan race of dogs. Yeah. But I would have to feel short, stubby, um, French bulldog. Oh, me. Maybe I don't know. French bulldogs, I feel like are are too like like derpy to be mm. good Nazis. Like they're just like like they're I'm talking de- about Hitler. Like oh right, the dog Hitler Hitler. of dogs. Hitler, Hitler dog. Of yeah, dog. yeah, he might be. Yeah, but then like everything else. Oh, is, and like, he can't keep his little leg band on, so he has to go to Hitler to be like, oh my, oh, my arm band fell off, and he just wears it. <laughs> it's yeah. like this weird. It'd be kind of cute. In a- <laughs> In a, in a way, what it? I feel. I'm thinking of this 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 drooling French bulldog with cross eyes, but he's just like happily marching along with like that. that sounds know, like this like di- like goose dis- stepping as best he can. A disturbing um, Nazi Germany um, kids cartoon. Yeah, at least a fanfic, right? Oh, my God. Well, did you guys ever hear the show Heil, Honey, I'm Home? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, good. Okay, we all know what this aired for one episode, six unaired, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, after the Nazi dog, the uh, we get a scene where the uh, the team pulls up beside outside the compound, and they, they're getting loaded up. Uh, yeah, this is where Jimmy forces Keys to to take a gun, uh, which it can o- clearly only limit his power. Mm-hmm. And um, they do, however, have a sweet like rubber suit uh, that that Keys. I think at least Keys gets dressed up, and I don't know if the other ones are rubberized as well, uh, because as we'll see, the uh, compound is protected by an electric fence, so they're gonna have to get around that. We uh, cut back to uh, another speech from Monroe. This time inside the HQ. Uh, Part of his speech is, this is only the beginning. Victory is ours. To which I replied, well, which is it? Did, have you won or is this only the beginning? Uh, it felt, it didn't feel as well planned as some of his other Nazi tirades is all I'm saying. Uh, then we get a, oh, this was something I noticed. It was only there for like a second. It's just a super quick scene of kind of around the room. But we have three Nazis uh, the 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 extras who fail at clinking their steins, they all kind of like like this, uh, and then kind of fail at pretending to drink, because uh, one of them lifts up this, and you can see there is nothing in that, but oh he's got God. it like this, so you can clearly see there's no there is no thing in there, um, which I. I thought was fun so by the first this we mean twisting the wrist strangely and by the second this it's raising the cup up in a drinking motion (laughs) thank you josh (laughs) forgot that the audience can neither see me nor understand through my voice what i'm talking about uh so they uh we go back to our team they travel through the the bushes up to a kind of tall electric fence uh, at which point, Keys just freaking cat climbs his way up over the fence. Um, we see a, a very quick shot of two Nazi guards playing cards in a uh, what I assume is kind of like a guardhouse somewhere on the property. And then uh, a quick scene of Monroe thanking the doctor, 
who is apparently like late night evil science to do. So he has to go back to the lab, but he'll yeah, have, have a quick drink with them before that. Yeah, I do love, as you mentioned before, that a scientist must always be in a lab coat. So he's like showing up for the party in the lab coat and yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. He owns no other clothes. <laughs> it is yeah. forbidden. Uh, it's just like ripped and tattooed underneath, <laughs> but they never get to that. Uh, keys, uh, back outside with Keys, where he cuts the power to the fence, uh, immediately takes his shirt off, because I guess it's too hot or something, and then lets uh, Jimmy and Jags through. And uh, he's got to show off them like karate muscles. I mean, yeah. he does have them karate muscles. We uh, we go back to the uh, card playing Nazis in their guardhouse. Keys just bursts in and throws a knife into the chest of one of them, which was really cool and unexpected. You do see him put the knife on earlier, but I was just like, ah, I don't know if he's going to use that, but he does. Uh, he karate's the other, uh, but. Unfortunately, not before that Nazi can hit the alarm button. See, that's why you use a gun, dude. Yeah. They use like, blam, blam. <laughs> um, there is general panic here. And again, as a paramilitary group, you think you would have some kind of plan to when the alarm goes off. You, you have stations, you know, you have... Uh, Plans, plans. Yeah, plans. in general, a plan. They seem to scatter like ants and freak out, like like they're in they're at the top floor of a building that's on fire and the fire alarm just went off. They're like, oh my god, oh fuck! Like there's sixteen year olds and the cops pulled up to their party. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Scatter. Um, where am I here? So. Uh, Jimmy and Jags open fire on a group of, of Nazis kind of as, as the alarm goes off, they're like, Oh, and then they, they kind of go. And, uh, so everything there's, there's panic everywhere. We go back to Monroe inside who immediately freaks the hell out that they're under attack and orders the doctor to destroy his papers. The first thing he says, uh, maybe he thinks this is like the police or the feds or something. Uh, but yeah, so that that's his order. And the doctor's like, why would I ever do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to destroy my genocide paper. Yeah. <laughs> he, he orders, um, he orders Barbara Bush to go get Wendy and, and bring her to the office. And, uh, we, we cut back to the, our, our hard three who are having a shootout, uh, with some more Nazis. The evil woman, uh, she gets Wendy Jimmy, uh, back to Jimmy, where he guns down about a dozen Nazis effortlessly as they run into the scene single file. Um, and they're they're kind of now to set the scene. They're outside of the compound, kind of by where the uh, the apartments are, like the jail apartments or motel jail type of I don't of know place. if it was here or earlier, but Jimmy seems to have some sort of gun that is firing explosive yes. bullets. Because yeah. there's guys like running down the stairs that just, just erupt and, and blow yeah. all over the place and the stairs They all blow have up. Um, yeah. hardware installed in them by the uh, s- same uh, company that creates the hardware for all <laughs> for the, the exploding cars. cars. Yeah, because yeah. Jags does ask him about the gun at some point, but never gets an answer. But it is, it's, it's a terrifying weapon. Um so uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy asks Keys to cover him 
while he goes to get Wendy because he's, he's going to go up to, to try and find if she's in one of the, the cells and has to explicitly ask him to do it with a gun because Jag's just there and he's he's got it in his back pocket. He still hasn't taken it out, but he's like half naked and he's, you know, he's mm. just waiting to karate some motherfuckers. Yeah, if you're going to cover me, do it with, with a gun, gun, please. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Wendy arrives in Monroe's office. Uh, she goes to sass him, but he's he's not in the mood this time. Um, and it, it turns out that he's he's kind of a giant bitch because he, he's just yeah. like he's, he's he's like he's one step from like cry screaming <laughs> <laughs> at her. Uh, but he does see her as his ticket out, right? Because he, he still got her, so he's he's still got a, that bargaining chip. Uh, Jimmy's going through the prison apartments one by one here. Uh, we go back to Keys, who is covering Jimmy, uh, uh, not with the gun, but by fighting two fighting two Nazis with, as far as I could tell, pieces of a broken broom. I don't know where yeah, he got he grabbed them. something and snapped it. He, in and half. snapped it in so half. Yeah. With it. yeah, he hits guys in the nuts a lot. Which he I does. Guess. He I got forgot to... to mention, but there's a lot of nut shots. A lot of nut <laughs> yeah. shots. He he gets both of these dudes in the nuts at the same time, which is uh, quite a quite a feat. Um, the rare double nut shot. And we head back to Jimmy, who guns down another dozen or so Nazis as he comes down the stairs. This time they were just lining up the like a carousel of the extras so they could come into the scene, die, roll out of the scene and come back yeah. in, I think. Because um, honestly, in this one fight in the compound, I think they kill about as many Nazis as the Allies did in World War II. It's <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought about trying to count at one point, and I was just like, "No, this is no. not. This is not worth it." Um, so uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy meets up with uh, with Jags, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Jimmy invades the HQ, um, and he he enters yeah, the building, he runs into like where the party is, and yeah. he does like a ta- he like flips the food table up, yeah. and hides behind it, gets some floor baloney going on, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Jags is still outside and he gets into a firefight with probably 20 or so Nazis. Uh Um, Another ridiculous fight scene follows here where he's just gunning down dudes by the the dozens. And uh, then he ends up kind of, you know, dodging gunfire and he jumps through the window, which puts him inside where Jimmy is in this kind of grand hall that they were having the party in. So they reunite there. Oh, right before Jagger jumped in, Jimmy tries, like, leaves the table he initially threw down and tries to jump over another one. And Jim Brown does not make this jump. <laughs> and he falls and trips over the legs of the table and recovers <laughs> quite well. And then I Jagger comes it. flying through the window. But I it all that. adds to the charm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... Uh, at this point, uh, Monroe and his entourage are fleeing the building with Wendy, but Jimmy hears her calling out. So they, they give chase. They run through the, the compound, and they actually burst in on the doctor in his lab. This like, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just burning all those papers in a trash can, just slowly, like, one by yeah, one. Yeah, one at a time, yeah. yeah. So it's just like... One paper, uh, 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 two paper, uh, uh, uh. Jimmy sprays bullets everywhere here. And luckily, not like not only are the papers flammable, but all of the chemicals and the doctor himself (laughs) are all just coated in kerosene because he, the lab and the doctor are engulfed in flames 
And the doctor runs out in a giant ball of fire. A nice fire stunt here, actually. Because mm. he is, like... they must have. It must have been a full body suit. Because it is just uh, massively uh, engulfed in flames. And... So they they follow the the doctor out the back of the the compound, uh, where they see Monroe and his entourage kind of up uh, a little ahead of them, and uh, Wendy uses the distraction of the the doctor flaming and and you know yeah. uh, dying in a heap with again some fantastic groans. Took yeah. me took me back a little bit to Chopping Mall uh, when she she gets she gets the Molotov goes wrong she gets immolated. And like her charred corpse is there, but you still hear like moans on the ground. You're just like, I think, I think maybe she should stop that now. <laughs> but yeah, another great fire stunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wendy, uh, she actually breaks free and runs back to Jimmy, which I found to be a little disappointing because I really thought we were going to get a scene with Monroe with Wendy and Jimmy and like he was going to have a gun, right? And there mm-hmm. would be there would be this big climactic showdown between the three of them, but there really isn't. No. Um she breaks free, runs back to Jimmy. They have a, a you know, a little reunite reunited uh scene reunion. here. Yeah, reunion. That's the <laughs> one I'm looking for. Then uh uh he tells Keys to take her back to the van. So Jimmy and Jags um they uh oh no no sorry i'm missing something here because sorry jimmy and jags they uh they're they're with wendy more nazis come around the corner they get pinned down by the nazis and this this is where keys Keys finally finally fires a gun and he's got an assault rifle uh and he's he uh he guns down the nazis uh from behind and uh and kind of saves the gang at which point they all all four of them reunite Keys takes Wendy to go back to the van and Jags and Jimmy uh, pursue the the fleeing Monroe and his crew. Uh, now they get into Jeeps, Monroe and, and the Nazi. There's a Nazis. There's a couple of Jeeps, uh, Monroe and the lead one. And there's some nameless Nazis in the in the back one. Uh, Jimmy opens fire on one which causes just everything to burst into flames mm-hmm. and the jeep to drive off an embankment and again, violently explode. Um, I should have just put a disclaimer at the start of this episode is if we mention a vehicle, it violently explodes yeah. because I yeah. would have saved my voice a lot of, a yeah. lot of trouble here. Yeah. Uh, Monroe's Jeep is still going. It try it, like it, it has to flee past Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fires a few rounds, but then he jumps onto the side and he's kind of hanging off like he's kind of one arm hanging on it. Uh, and then I think he shoves a grenade into the busted out tailpipe. into the bus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a busted up tailpipe. And then he lets go. Um, I, my, my note here was making this the one time in this movie where a vehicle explosion is warranted. Yes. <laughs> and holy shit, though, is it a good one? They saved a real good one for last year mm-hmm. because we, we get a shot uh, from the other side of an embankment. So we get a, a shot of, of kind of where uh, the embankment drops off and the car or the Jeep crests this embankment and it's like it's on fire. We I think we get a dummy that like falls out. Yeah, a dummy fall. The couple dummies yeah. in the car. Yeah. Does some dummies fall out? They're they an eighty yard like little bitchy feather oh, yeah. scream. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it, it was a very silly scream that one, and uh, and yeah, so that is that is the end of um, Monroe and and the Nazi plot. Jimmy reunites with Wendy at the van, but they decide that they they need to finish the job, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, great. Which is, <clears throat> please get into it. Yeah. So, we get great music that starts playing. As the the team rolls up, like like the goddamn A team here in in their van, yeah, and uh, just starts lighting up the compound, the cars, the yep. Nazis throwing grenades, throwing grenades. I felt they should have. I think they had a few sticks of dynamite yeah. in there too. I feel like they should have given Wendy a gun. They that would have been awesome. That just so great. she kicks open the back door. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Back back door with what like like an actual machine gun, a tripod mounted, oh, yeah. just her <laughs> fucking. Uh, she would yeah. Um, so the, the dominatrixes like come up, they oh my form God. like a yeah. V up behind them with their, their own guns, like, <laughs> and then like just firing then, dragon dildos then, yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then like one of them has like a samurai sword. They start like driving through like um, oh, just chopping. Yeah, yeah, just like driving through yeah. like all those Nazis starts like chopping them through, and the other one has like a mace, and they're just like the mace on a chain. They start like Flail. swinging that around. And <laughs> Holy do, shit! Do, 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 do. We gotta we gotta pitch a sequel. We do. Um, <laughs> wow! So, no, no, it was I'm great. So it's a great scene. Uh, so yeah, they they burn up everything. Uh, even the compound itself gets exploded, and we get a freeze frame on the fire explosion of the compound. And this is where I expected mm-hmm. uh, like the black credits to to kick in here, but we do get one last little shot of the the team and Wendy walking through a fancy garden afterwards all of them looking happy stylish as fuck I think it's Jimmy's uh, as, home it's kind of like yeah, uh, it's like the backyard it's like, of like yeah. a, he's and Jag are just sort of dropping him off at his house like they're oh sort God. of walking okay, him yeah. to his door yeah. or whatever cuz then they go and get in the car yeah and uh and then yeah the, we we see the credits start to roll over that scene and that is three the hard way, ladies and I gentlemen. I need a full series, like with these well, three. The uh, this I they made two other movies together. Oh, really? All three of them. Uh, so uh, one I think might have came out in like 1990 or later 80s, and is kind of the one that I think people don't like as much, but mm-hmm. uh, people still it's kind of a cult classic. And then there is another one. So there's three movies that have these three guys that kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they might be worth checking out. You know. I think one's called One Down, Two to Go. I can't remember what the other one's called. Oh, that implies one of them dies. <laughs> Honestly, I feel a little sad that we're never going to know more about the motorcycle dominatrix team. Like, I would watch that movie. Yeah. Like, hell, I, <laughs> I, I think there are movies we could find that would scratch <laughs> <Yeah>. that itch. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, yeah, this uh, this is fun. I guess we should get into to final thoughts here. Um, and I, I again, it's the kind of thing where we we kind of give up the ghosts as we're we're talking through this movie. But it's just such a fun, stylish kind of seventies action romp. Uh, if you've watched stuff like like Dirty Harry, which again, a very different movie, different tones, different themes, but there's something of that seventies atmosphere that translates across that era of action movie yeah 
uh, really well. So I and then I, I grew up with the Dirty Harry movies. So I, as soon as I, I got that kind of 70s vibe, I was like, OK, OK, I, I, I get this. Like, I'm into it. Um, it's very well put together. There's a lot of shots that you don't necessarily need, but you also don't mind because they're done well. Like a lot of the establishing shots, like I mentioned, uh, Key's walking through the airport. It lingers on that a little bit, but it's so damn cool that you're just like, ah, yeah. 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 Plus you get to see all the, like the fun 70s Mm -hmm. shit and the way stuff Mm -hmm. looked at its time. Absolutely. You get to see New York and Washington. You get to actually see, I'm not sure if they went to every one of these cities. I was trying to find production stuff because I was like, "Mm, they might have fudged Chicago and Detroit. They might have just, I think they might only went to a couple places, but they're they're clearly in Washington. You see some monuments. Mm -hmm. Um, they're clearly in New York. Yeah, and I think there's a couple of things in Chicago that you see that are recognizable Chicago, like downtown landmarks mm. as well. But Detroit, I would think maybe they skipped. Mm. Yeah, because Detroit, you don't really see much. No. You don't see really yeah. to see the downtown. But it, it, like even with those scenes that are a little superfluous, it's only an hour and thirty. Like you're, you're not. It's not wasting your time at all. It gets to the action. It's so fun, even though the subject matter is something where it's just like, oh, it's like Nazis and genocide, because it's done in that kind of power fantasy way. It's you, an exploitation movie. Yeah, you versus never, like being something yeah. like French Connection. It's exactly, not like a William yeah. Friedkin, like a like a more yeah. or Taxi Driver. It's not it's not taking that route. Yeah. Uh, you, so you're able to have fun with it despite the thing. Exactly. It's, it's like, like I said before, you just want to see the Nazis get yeah. got. It's <laughs> it's never it's never not being a fun time. Yeah. This movie. Um, and, and I love the silly bits in it because it, it does, it doesn't take itself very seriously. And you get some scenes that are out there, like the, the cherry picker going through the window for the assassination <laughs> and stuff that are just, they're, they're silly, but they're also really fun, surprisingly lighthearted with, with those themes. Um, I'd a hundred percent recommend this for oh, just yeah. anyone into action movies or, if like me, like you haven't seen much in the way of black exploitation films, this is a great one to to get into it with. Oh, for sure, great yeah. starter film, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I was rewatching this, like I was so I was obsessed with like Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino when I was like a preteen teenager. So that was seeing, the same, yeah. So like seeing like um, like this movie just kind of like reignited like that like love for like the style of exploitation like Quentin Tarantino he takes a lot from exploitation films like and sort of like that power fantasy of we we even saw like spoilers of someone hasn't seen um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood you see like that fantasy of like you know the Manson kids not end up killing Sharon Tate no they they end up getting their shit rocked and be absolutely destroyed in the most gruesome way possible and then you also see like with inglorious bastards um where you have the jewish paramilitary group just like those two jewish guys just absolutely decimating (laughs) like those nazis that is an amazing scene where don't they shoot hitler for like a minute oh pretty much yeah you have like eli roth who is like a he's a the bear jew the bear jew he's a jewish um like director but he's also close friends with um he he was amazing to play the bear jew i heard they were gonna have adam sandler 
Adam Sandler wouldn't. No, no, he could, but not as not as the bear yeah, do. Yeah, because Adam Sandler can do dramatic, but it's he not can. really a dramatic, even that really the dramatic of a role. And I feel no. like he might have tried to make it too funny. Yeah, and so, but you just have him like he's just like you see like that look of like him being like like slow motion, like, do 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 with like a machine gun, and then you just turn, and then it cuts to like Hitler's face being absolutely like, blown to bits by bullets, and it's just like. This movie, you're just like rooting for people. Like you're re- you're rooting for like the black um, characters. Like you, you're just like you want them to succeed. And I feel like a lot of people, like mainly white people, are like feel like they can't get into black exploitation films. I'm saying watch it. You're gonna have like a great time. And because like. I feel like some people are like, oh, I'm not going to like put myself in the movie. You don't need to put yourself in the movie. <laughs> the reason why some movies are like amazing, like it takes you out of it and you get to experience something that's like not really your own. Now, can you fully understand it and know where they're coming from? No, because we don't have the same experiences that black people in America do. Like when Mr. Keys is like going to his car and a black cop came up mm. Because like I need to search your car because there's obviously drugs in it. That's like yeah, I, I just put them there. Yeah, yeah I know they're there all the time. Yeah. Like police, co- like cops, always plant shit all the time, and it's just like it's interesting. It's fun. It's a fun movie, but there's also some like really good points that you can sort of take home and really, you know, try to understand and like be like this is where these black artists are coming from so yeah and even if you were if, even if you're someone who is is kind of of that oh keep keep politics out of my everything yeah kind of person this is a fantastic action movie yeah <laughs> this is a fantastic action movie um you you don't have to i mean you you should think about things thinking is good yeah but like even even watching it there's definitely stuff you can relate for like there's there's so many action movie tropes the girlfriend gets kidnapped by yeah. by evil like evil organization like that's classic stuff like yeah. there's 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 stuff that's here karate. for everyone there's so much karate yeah and it looks so good <laughs> yeah so. all right guys that was uh, a smashing success mm-hmm. i think and uh now though we're always moving forward mm-hmm. twirling into the future as we do so, Gabby, Gabby, you have a movie for us. All I have to say is The Sleeper Awakens. We're doing Dune. <laughs> David Lynch's Dune. Fuck yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Dune so much and I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Okay, all right. We're doing, um, I expect both of you, next time we open, we're going to open with a litany of fear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here is the we mind killer. Here is the mind killer. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I have this movie on Blu-ray. I should dig it, copy yeah. it, pop it and in. And I know uh, for people who don't have like maybe any physical copies of it, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. You can give uh, Jeff Bezos those big bucks as you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I can I give you guys my my hot sci-fi take for for Dune 1984? Yeah, uh, better than two of the three original Star Wars movies. Really? Yeah. yeah. A new New Hope, I love. I think yeah. it's just such a classic story, well told, yeah, uh, and well paced. 
I think Dune 84 is much better than either Re- uh, Return of the Jedi or Empire. Okay. So. That, it, is, that is an extremely it's a hot, hot Oh, it's scorching that hot. Is, it's that, scorching we hot. We might finally be able to coax so some people into commenting on our <laughs> shit yeah, with yeah. that one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Though, I mean, George Lucas just wanted to make Dune. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, so he's from... He's, yeah. From a sand planet, yeah. there's giant worms there. He's yeah. kind of like Jesus. Yeah. Also, do they ride the worms? Not anymore. <laughs> also, um, before we cut, like, if you guys, because I know Dune is such a big, like, because now, like, we're, the new Dune is going to come out soon, like mm-hmm. the second half. And um, I highly recommend. Um, last podcast on the left they have a deep dive on the whole series that includes the books oh wow the movies, that'd be great um the whole the mini series yeah the early 2000s yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna tell you I, i've read the first book and then i kind of like did a wiki skim through of the plot of the rest of them yeah it's, it's a great book but like have you seen that series holy shit it's big it's, it's big it's a lot it's a lot yeah yeah but no i'm looking forward to that and then uh, after Dune, a movie I've been teasing since last summer <laughs> will finally come to fruition. Yes. All right. Yeah. I'm still I hope, on I hope r- this is like yeah. a home movie that you've made and that it's, it's like, it's, it's almost Josh as good as that. <laughs> okay. It's almost so as excited. good as that. Right. Um, but I'm very excited for Dune. Uh, I remember back in the summer when I was considering doing the movie I'm going to have next, you were talking about doing Dune and so yeah. we weren't sure when it was going to come up. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I uh, haven't watched this in a while. I'm really happy to do it, so I'm glad you picked it. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. All right. I think we've just about nailed this episode. Everyone, thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you're looking forward to Dune. Next week, of course, will be a cult meeting where we'll talk about whatever. Probably us throwing up. That seems to be <laughs> basically what so cult meetings are about. Stories. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stories. yeah, we gotta we gotta try and tamp that down a little bit. But yeah. uh thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, and that masked stranger hiding in your closet. Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at The Video Cult or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult 666.